culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop Culture Leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle Pop Culture Leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if you're your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 157. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Drop by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And, and we're, we're the leftovers. leftovers. Stop! Hammer time! Wow, that was loud as fuck. <laughs> All right, let's take her down there a notch. <laughs> Chill out a little bit. I, no, like you can't ever make me happy. Can you, <laughs> no, I'm like a fucking woman. <laughs> you do the same thing twice, and it's not good enough the second time. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, I, <laughs> most of the time I'm like more enthusiasm, and this week I'm just like, eh, take her down. A notch. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. What do we What do we got? What do we got this week? What do we got? Episode one hundred and fifty seven. One fifty seven. That's a lot. Yeah, getting up there. Uh, let's see here. I want to thank uh, this week. I want to thank Paul Hart. He sent us a uh, PayPal donation. Yay! Thank nice. you. Thank you, Paul. I heart you, Paul. <laughs> His name's Paul Hart. Get it? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Paul. He's He's like, can I get my money back now? <laughs> All right, awkward. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank I want to thank some of our new Patreon patrons this week. Uh, I'm going to start off by thanking Ian Mayerski. Also, want to thank uh, Jimmy McKnight from the Ninja Starship podcast. Cool. So, thank awesome. you, Jimmy. Uh, Zacharias McHarter. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Zacharias McHarter. Uh, Brett Bzdafka. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your... I'm going to donate a fucking vowel to your name. <laughs> uh, Joe Stark, thank you, sir. Related to Tony. He can afford it. And Howard. He's a third-generation Stark. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Rolling in that dough. And Wally Bags. That sounds like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, no, it's, it's like a, a gangster name. Yeah, <laughs> Wally Bags. I was thinking that. What's that? What's that game the kids are playing? The Bags. 
Yeah, I think it's just called bags. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as far as I know, I'm out of touch. I don't know. What are you thinking, Jake? Kids play bags still. Yeah, kids are playing. Yeah. Are kids playing, or is it old men? <laughs> I think it's a combination old, of the old, two. Old men named Wally. It's both into the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember uh, Wally from Leave It to Beaver? Yeah, yeah. Those kids were ignorant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weren't those kids dumb back in the 50s? <laughs> all those kids on all those shows. Oh, gosh, Beef. Yeah. I, it's a wonder that uh, people ever procreated back then. <laughs> Yeah. At least not in the TV world. That's back in the day when they weren't allowed to like share the same bed on TV. Like, man yeah. and wife had separate beds. Yeah. Nobody ever called bullshit on that. They're like, that's not how I'm doing it. What's the first show where a man and woman were in the same bed? Oh, that's good trivia. Wasn't it uh, Brady Bunch? It was the Brady Bunch. Nice. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. All Yay. right. When was the first uh, baby doll given anatomically correct parts? From what show? There was a baby doll from what show? Wow. Mork and Mindy. No. <laughs> I have no idea. It's the there's the baby that was born in that show All in the Family. When, oh. when they oh, came really? out when they came out with the doll, it was anatomically correct. All right then. Yeah. So Alright, that was fun. <laughs> well, that was fun. I liked it. Hey guys, when do, when does your garbage man come? Thursday? Jake? Uh, yeah, Tuesday. Mine comes on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um when the garbage man comes, what does he do? He takes, takes the garbage. He takes the, the can. Exactly. Uh, what if the garbage man showed up to your house and dropped the garbage off at your front door? Not sure I'd be a big fan of that. No. Guys, this leads us to our sponsor, One Up Box. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue. That was amazing. I applaud that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we've got two boxes piled up, um, and uh, I don't even have them down here because we're not going to open them. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of done. Yeah. With uh, opening the, they can keep sending them. I'll just keep giving them to Jake. Yes, I'm excited. They're in your and, car. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, they're in my car. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so I'm not even going to open them and go over them. But if you too would like uh, garbage dumped off, dumped off at your front door, uh, go to oneupbox.com. Type in the code Pop Culture. Uh, that'll get you your first box for nine dollars and ninety two cents every other month. You'll get garbage dumped off on your front door. Uh, for around thirteen bucks. Yeah, so. stay stay tuned. I'll let you know if there's even one redeeming item next week. I, I, <laughs> out, of, out of two boxes, yes, out yes. of two boxes. Yes, will there be one redeeming yeah. item, guys? Next week, hopefully, we're going to be talking about the uh, new Marvel Netflix series, Luke Cage. Yes, I don't think I can get all the way through it, but I'm sure I can make a, a good effort. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to get all the way through, guys. Oh, man, Shit. I'm telling you, I got to work that Friday and Saturday. I am off on Friday, so it's like it's binge city. Yeah, fuck. I got my son all weekend. I, I know I can. Get Get for, through like the first three episodes, so I'm yeah. planning on it. I'm going to try. Is it 13 episodes? I believe it's going to be 13. And I'll be off on Sunday, yeah. so and we're not recording until like six that day. I know so. what's going to happen. What too? if it sucks? What if it sucks? What I, if it sucks? Like, what if it sucks? Do you think that like, I'm going to hate you? I, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if it sucks, honestly, I, I'll tell you right now. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bust my ass to finish it. Oh, I can't see it sucking go. though. So I'll probably. I'll at least. I tell you what. If it sucks. I'll at least get through like the first five episodes. All right, I'll make that deal. But if it's 
amazing. I'm going to try to get through the entire thing, but I'm not going to like force myself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. worst. Absolutely. It's kind of like uh it like that night it's those nights where you can't sleep so you feel like you got to rub one out. <laughs> like and you're not even like, you know what I mean? You're not even like having to do it. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like you're like fucking like Jones into fucking, you know, rub one out. I've been there. You got to work early. You got to get to sleep. Yeah. I started taking Benadryl instead. It takes less time. I wake up groggy from that. No, I'm always groggy. <laughs> no, I'm with Brian here. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just talking about just just you know squeaking one out and then rolling over. <laughs> you know. So it you helps. think you think uh, Marvel Netflix is bound to have that one bad bad show, huh? It's got to come eventually. Yeah. If I if okay next week next week if we're talking and I'm like yeah I got through five episodes I rubbed one out and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna know that this series sucks. But you're saying like, yeah? Do I think that there's gonna be one series that's just gonna be absolute garbage? Yes, you think that's bound to happen eventually. Mm, so one series that's gonna be the equivalent to One Up Box. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to think there'd be a steady decline first, and if so, I don't think yeah. we're gonna get it on their I, third I, one. Honestly, and like, I, I think the worst one I've seen so far, and it was still good, was Daredevil season two. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, I, I'm worried about. Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm worried about Iron Fist. Uh, actually, I'm not. I'm not actually as worried about Luke Cage. I, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Coulter, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, like everything that I've seen that they've done in these trailers looks really, really good. Yeah, it does. That. I agree with so. that. The setting and yeah. everything looks really awesome, and the yeah. music's really on point too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. Uh, so yeah, Luke Cage next week, guys. That'll be happening. Um, yeah, get into the cage with Luke Cage. Get into the cage. I love that. <laughs> what if Cage? Man? What if Nick Cage shows up in the series? That oh, he would have been, oh, been the man. ultimate villain for the season, right? <laughs> cage match. That would have been great. Yeah, in a cage match. Cage versus Cage. In the cage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Cage against the machine. And then I have a, I have half of an announcement I'm going to make this week. Oh shit! Westworld, the HBO TV series, is coming out in two weeks. And this week I am announcing that I am going to be doing a Westworld podcast for ten episodes. Nice, that's going to be fun. Westworld podcast, and the goal here. Hopefully is just 10 episodes, maybe an 11th episode. I think maybe for the 11th episode, I'll go and watch the 1973 film. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, kind of review that. But uh, it's going to be me and uh, I'm, we're injecting some estrogen into what's been an all boys club for the most part. I'm having a female co-host. Uh, her name is Ashley, and she's going to be joining me on that show. Nice. So cool. next week, I'll give you the details as far as the name of the podcast and like when it'll be available and all that shit. But yeah, I am going to be doing a Westworld podcast and post it on Facebook. Like, is anybody excited for Westworld? And it looks like a lot of people are looking forward to the series. Yeah, heavily hyped. Big time good. people behind it. Absolutely. Jonathan Nolan, uh, Michelle McLaren's directing an episode. J.J. Abrams is behind this. Yeah. Jonathan Nolan's doing bookends. He's uh, directing the the first one and then the, the final episode. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. HBO needs that big hit with Game of Thrones only, you know, with the, what, 13 episodes left? They're or? banking on it. Right now, It's a, I think it's like a 100% with the critics, but that's on 13, based on 13 critic scores. Yeah, yeah. It'll go down a little bit, I'm sure. Uh, but hopefully it'll be a big hit for them. And usually TV shows are rated higher generally anyway. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You spend a lot of money to go to the movies. Look yeah, at the true. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Jake. Really? Trust me. Yeah, wow. they're rated a lot higher. <laughs> wow. Some of them are rated low, but, like, I, I've seen some rotten shows, of course, but, yeah. All right. Uh, you guys got anything for me this week? 
Oh, on a good pop, suck. bad pop? No, nah, I'm not there yet. Oh, just on just just general, general. shit. Eh, no, just a normal week. General shit. That's <laughs> yeah, general shit. <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our new segment. Wow. Yeah, I like it. It's now time for general shit. Brought to you by One Up Box. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a genius. <laughs> that's good. <stuff. laughs> it, it's kind of a crap week on my end, but the, I had the uh, new expansion for Destiny to play a lot of, so yeah. it kept me busy. Is that your good pop, bad pop? I wasn't even going to bring that up because, no. I mean, it, it's a lot more of the same. If, yeah. if you didn't like Destiny before, this isn't going to do a lot to bring you back. But okay. I just, I, I love that. I just play the living fuck out of it. Play the living fuck out of it? Yeah. Unlike, better than the dying fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Jay does. <laughs> <laughs> just sits there and takes it. Guys, all right, let's move in this week into uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop. No iTunes reviews this week? No iTunes reviews. Whoa. Absolutely. No, fuck you, listeners. Oh. I wanted to hear the bumper, too. Oh, Damn it. Fuck it. I can't play it. I know. Sons of bitches. Oh, that's the only reason I came over was for that <laughs> <Yeah>. bumper. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going home. This is the last week's episode. <laughs> all right, guys, it's time for Good Pop, Bad Pop. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop. All right. I want to talk about, uh, let me start off. I'll start, I'll talk about two things here real quick. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, I watched a trailer for a movie that's coming out. I don't know how it's coming out. Probably video on demand. It's not going to be hitting any theaters. I I think it's going to be in three theaters. They're going on tour with it. Uh, it's called, uh, Shooting Clerks. And, uh, Shooting Clerks is a narrative retelling of the true story of how New Jersey convenience store clerk, Kevin Smith, made his seminal film and the friends who aided him on his indie crusade. This is not a documentary, but a scripted narrative of the movie. It's all in black and white and stars a bunch of nobodies playing the parts of Kevin Smith, Scott Mosier, Jason, uh, Jason Mewes, Brian O'Halloran. Um, it, it does cameo a lot of the people that were in the original film. Um, it's written and directed by Christopher Downey. Uh, with the permission of Kevin Smith, who also makes a cameo in the film, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it, the the only the only argument I really have about it is the actor that's playing Kevin Smith really looks nothing like Kevin Smith. Oh, uh, so it's kind of hard to buy into the fantasy because it's Kevin Smith and yeah. you see him talk and listen to him so much. Yeah, he's going to have to really blow me away. And the, the the guy that's playing Jay just looks like some guy with a blonde wig on. Oh shit. <laughs> some kid with a blonde wig on. But I think he does a pretty decent Jay from what I saw, like way better than the Kevin Smith dude. But it's kind of cool like if Kevin Smith had a, like a lot of input on this mm-hmm. to see that story kind of unfold. I, I, for people that haven't listened to Kevin Smith's podcast, because Kevin Smith talks about it every time he can, <laughs> yeah. and you've probably heard all these stories before on Kevin Smith's podcast. That's what drives me crazy about his podcast sometimes. I, I really, I still enjoy Kevin Smith, the person, I, not yeah. the director so much. I like him as a person. But the podcaster? Yeah. The podcast, I like him as a podcaster, but the problem is that he does so many mm-hmm. that he'll tell the same stories on each podcast. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll hear him on uh, Hollywood Babylon talking to Ralph Garman, and then the next week you'll hear him tell the same story about, you know, him on an airplane bumping into Courtney Love. Mm-hmm. He'll be telling it to Scott Mosier on, Scott, on Smodcast. And I'm like, <laughs> I've heard this story, I don't know how many countless times on each of your podcasts. So, Yeah. Don't listen to them all. Pick the best two. <laughs> and some, yeah, exactly. 
That, that's I don't listen to them all. I, I I don't listen to Fat Man on Batman unless I'm really curious about the guest he has on. Mm-hmm. But I and I stop listening to Jay and Silent Bob get old. It's the same format every week. Yeah, it's the same thing they do all the time. And it's like I'm glad Jason Mewes is sober. Now Jason Mewes gets to tell a sex story. Now Jason Mewes is going to talk about his daughter. Now and now Kevin Smith is going to get. Like, like you can literally audibly hear him get frustrated with Jason at times, <laughs> and it's like these guys have been friends forever, and you can hear him audibly get frustrated with them. <laughs> like for Kevin Smith, that's weird. Like me with Frank, that's another. <laughs> I was just thinking like, the same thing. You can expect it from <laughs> it's me every week. No, you can expect it from me because I'm an asshole. Ke- uh, Kevin Smith on the flip side is a nice guy, dude. What was fucked up? What was fucked up? Um, he did a uh, Hollywood Babylon. It was the most depressing fucking episode I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, he did an episode yeah the shooting clerks uh watching on video on demand i'm, I'm gonna uh, taste it all right anyway moving on he did a hollywood babylon episode with ralph garman and they usually do it in front of a live audience like in a theater okay and they'll like you know have tons of people there and they'll do it live and it's it's a lot of fun most of the time i love ralph garman i think he's really funny um but they had just gotten they had just made um the uh, Yoga Hosers movie. Mm-hmm. It's getting all the bad reviews. And so how does how is Kevin Smith going to react to this? Well, he did a whole podcast where Ralph Garman would read the horrible reviews mm-hmm. and he would react to them. Wow. And it was... And was he, it good? It was, it was awkward. Mm. Like, I could tell, like, it bothered Ralph. Like, I could tell, like... I, I felt like Ralph wanted to tap out. And mm. Ralph's usually kind of a hard ass, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I could tell, like, this is like Ralph actually made an appearance in the movie. He plays a part in the movie. And it's just like, but Kevin's like listening to the reviews and he's like, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. And then it was just so awkward. It, it was a hard listen. It was a hard listen. Cause like, I like the guy. I, I, it's unfortunate that yes, he is making some questionable films that aren't maybe great decisions that don't live up to his past work. Yeah. But for him, for, but as much as I don't like the current movies, it's hard to listen to a guy that I genuinely like as a person talk about. It sounds like he's not good at being self-deprecating either. Like it's kind of like he doesn't, he tries. Yeah, he, he does. He does. But you can tell there's like a tinge of something else mm-hmm. going on. You know? Yeah, I can. I can see that. He it's does. Hard they, to put they, out a product, and then I mean, like have somebody shit on me just for yeah. talking on this. Yeah. I don't put any prep into this. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But like to actually make a film. And have it be shit on that that that'd be something else. Yeah, I think he just he just cares about the people that do like it. You know what I mean? And He's his like, daughter's in it. His daughter's yeah. in it. Yeah, so. I'm sure people had some nasty shit to say about her too. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah, that's, I hope that's not. a shitty thing. Say crap about a 16 year old girl. The internet is a horrible place. Um, I wanted to talk. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, a comic book. Actually, I haven't talked Whoa. about comic books in quite a while. Nice. Uh, I uh, picked up, uh, and it, I think they're probably on issue three or four now. But I only get my comics once every couple months. Uh, it's a new image book. It's by Brian Lee O'Malley and uh, art by Leslie Hung. Uh, it's called Snot Girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll show you the covers here uh, for Snot, Snot, Snot Girl. Girl. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Snot Girl is, um, it's basically about this girl, her name is Lottie, and Lottie has really fucking bad allergies, and so, but she's also, she's, she's a fashion blogger, and she does, like, like, video fashion blogs, like, on YouTube or whatever, 
but she's got like the one secret that she's hidden from everybody is the fact that she's got disgusting green mucus that comes out of her nose with her <laughs> allergies and shit. <laughs> wow, and that's all it yeah. does for her. What's up? It just comes out her nose. That's- yeah, they show it like coming out of her nose, and she coughs up phlegm and mm-hmm. all this other shit, dude. Like if she gets sad or cries, or if she's in the, like near like flowers and stuff, she'll get. Like all the snot, but just, like nobody knows about it. So she it's, can't go to movies. She can't go out to she dinner. She doesn't really go out a lot. Yeah, she's like does her fashion blogs and stuff like that. And like I'm reading this book, and like she does, she's kind of got a boyfriend, but like she hasn't talked to him in a month, so she thinks that they're over. He said he needed space or whatever. So mm-hmm. she's like she finds out that he's kind of seeing this chick, kind of like maybe behind her back, and she doesn't. She's kind of like jealous and shit, and I don't know. Um, it's interesting. You meet her friends, and then her friends, both of them are both in relationships and fucking these guys. And so, like, they, you know, they don't get to hang out with her as much as she wanted to. They used to have, like, kind of like a breakfast that they'd get together and, like, hang out and talk. And okay. They haven't been, they have, she hasn't been able to meet up with them. So she meets this other girl. Um, I'm trying to remember what her name was. She calls her cool girl. She gives everybody, like, a nickname. And she, call, she calls her cool girl. And she's also a fashion blogger. She's like the new fashion blogger. But they become like really good friends and they're supposed to go out and they go out to the bar and shit. And so at, while they're at the bar, she sees the guy that she thought she was seeing with that chick. Oh, oh. Wow. So she gets all upset, goes to the bathroom, and of course like starts crying and snot starts coming out of her nose. Yeah, the book is called Snot Girl, so it's going to happen. <laughs> so snot starts coming out of her nose, like green fucking thick mucus starts coming out of her nose. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> like green as your shirt. Oh, nasty. Really fucking green. <laughs> so it starts coming out of her nose and shit. And so her friend comes into the bathroom. She's like, are you okay? And sees the snot coming out of her nose. And she's like, I know what I'll nickname you. Snotty. <laughs> That's your nickname. And next thing you know, you turn the page. And the girl that called her snotty cool girl mm-hmm. is on the ground and her head's bleeding. Whoa. Whoa. So she does have powers. So or she just gets really, really pissed. It's fucked up. Like, the first book ends in a mystery, and then the second book ends in a mystery. And you get introduced, like, to her, to her allergist and all these other characters in the second book. I don't know. My rating for this is a taste it. Okay. But it's a fucked up taste it because I'm going to keep reading. <laughs> Can I see the first issue? Yes. I got to see this. There I is nothing. This. I've never read anything like it. It's so fucking weird. But on the flip side, it's. I'm still I'm kind of obsessed with it. Like I, I can't <laughs> I can't wait to read issue three, but I can't give it a Tupperware yet because I don't know where the story's going because I don't know if the mystery's going to pay off. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you're just into snot girls. I am totally you into, found a new fetish. I love. <laughs> it, it's love. like a hand soap dispenser. It makes its own lube. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, Frank. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so that's what I got for you. I got uh, two taste it's uh, the Shooting Clerks movie and Snot Girl. I got more for later, but I like this art. This art's nice. The art is very cool. The art is very cool. I like the colors. They're very yeah. poppy. I'm gonna keep reading it, dude. There's Snot Girl. I'm trying to find where she. Oh, there she is. Oh, it's really green. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that poor girl. And her hair's green. Yeah. Yeah. That is that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to read those, you can. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, check them out. Tell me what you think. <laughs> I get on the snot girl train. There you go. <laughs> uh, what do you guys got? 
Um, I watched some TV this week. Um, Friday night I was off work, so I decided to check out that new Exorcist TV show. Ah. And uh, even before I watched that, I actually decided to uh, watch Hell's Kitchen because it was on right before it. I stopped watching that and years ago. I haven't watched it for, for probably like four or five years. Are they years? still making fucking risotto every goddamn episode? <laughs> they still are. How many times can you fuck up rice? <laughs> and Beef Wellington. Beef Wellington like a motherfucker. <laughs> Who the fuck even eats Beef Wellington? But oh, I hadn't seen it in so long, and the drama on that seems so canned. Yeah. like they, It seems like they really stage a lot I stopped. Of I watch Hotel Hell. Okay. That's his other show where he goes and visits like these hotels that are fucking like. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, like either B and B's or hotels that are bullshit, and they're look at all this dust, and you know, <laughs> just going going nuts. People got rats, and like their freezers don't work, and like food's been in there since like 1997. Yeah, he's flipping <laughs> shit out about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, Exorcist. So yeah, I watched. That. <laughs> it's, it's it's fitting that the, that they give you a demon with Hell's Kitchen. Yes, and they, they advertised that all night. That did it was they? Hell's Kitchen into the Exorcist. That's funny. I thought that was pretty clever tying yeah. in into. Yeah, but yeah, the Exorcist. I watched it. Um, it doesn't really have anyone too famous in it. It did have Gina Davis in it. And I oh had, wow! I, but I haven't seen. I don't even know if she's famous anymore. It's been so long since I've seen yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, the guy that played Cameron and Ferris Bueller was in it too. Oh, oh, I forget the actor's name. I thought, he, wasn't he like a pedophile or something? Oh, oh wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. I don't want to hear about it on, I don't want to hear about it on Correction Tuesday. I'm going to can of worms for, for no one to know I, the answer. I know. I thought the dude that played Cameron had some, like, problems. How do I even Google this? I don't even want to. Hold on. <laughs> Cameron Fry. Touched a guy. Oh, I, I'm going to pause. All right, we're back now. Yeah, we're, yeah. We solved the case. We solved the case. Yeah. We Ryan, you, have, you have an apology in order? I'm, hey, <laughs> Alan, Alan Ruck, I apologize, sir. It, you are not a sex offender. But there was a sex offender on the cast of yes. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Check out this shitty picture they use for him, too. He looks like a fucking sex offender. <laughs> well, this is an audio podcast, Frank. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. And Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones, who was Ed Rooney. He played Edward Rooney, the principal. He was the sex offender. He kind of yeah. gave off that vibe in the film, too, I thought. Really? It seemed really slimeball. I didn't, I, I, like, I understood, like, he was about, you know, like, like, uh, power and being in control. I, I didn't get the feeling that he wanted to diddle little kids' dicks or something. <laughs> no, no. I never got that feeling, though. For, you got that feeling? Like, when you watch that movie, that's like, he exuded that. Like, yeah, it just looks like a slimeball. He likes to diddle kids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not explicitly. But it just it gives off like a creepy vibe. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. fair enough. He was only in like Tim Burton movies after that, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So. He was charged in 2002 with child porn. But yeah, played oh, no wow. contest. Alan Ruck, the guy that played Cameron in Ferris Bueller, he he was in the Exorcist. squeaky clean guy. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> totally. Per to sorry, Alan. Gentleman. Sorry, Cameron. Perfect gentleman. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Never touched. People anybody. wonder why he's depressed. <laughs> never touched anybody. But yeah, I uh, I watched The Exorcist. I, it was it was a solid taste it for me. Um, basically, what they're doing is they're taking the first movie and they're retelling it like in a twelve episode like mini series format type okay. of thing. And I thought it was pulled off really well. Um, they've kind of made it modern and they've updated things and um, the girl has a sister and she's a little bit older 
But I thought the um, the actual scares of it, because I always think of The Exorcist, the movie, as being one of the scarier horror movies like out there. Right. Um, I thought it really delivered on that. Like when the girl is being possessed, it is really frightening. Hmm. Like some of the stuff they do is really cool. So they do they do good jobs of special effects when they show the possession and everything. And the characters seem pretty cool. Like the two priests are pretty interesting characters. And they've kind of like upped their badassery from the movies, you know. They seem a bit more grizzled and used to it. At least one does. And the other guy's like trying to figure, learn how to do all the stuff and everything. I, it was a solid taste hit for me. So that was just the first episode? Just the first episode. Are you going to stick with it? I'm going to watch the second episode. <clears throat> okay. I've decided with these pilots, if if I liked it and I'm not even going to watch the next episode, it's a toss it. Yeah. So yeah. Th- this was at least a taste it. Right. And I usually give a new show about three to four episodes. Absolutely. But I'm a big fan of the original movie and the special effects were good. And I'm kind of enjoying watching Cheesy Hell's Kitchen again. Uh, can't do it. So it makes for a nice one-two punch on Friday okay. nights. Yeah, I, I was. Well, I watched like Hell's Kitchen for like years, and it was just like I, I just got so sick of watching people fuck up rice. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Christ! And the beef Wellington. And the beef Wellington. It's cold. It's raw. <laughs> it's raw. <laughs> Throwing it against the wall. I know. <laughs> yeah, people handing him hot pans. Yeah, I'm sure I won't watch it for more than a season, but it's kind of... I, I did watch the first five or six seasons, yeah. so it's kind of fun to come back that and That show's watch. bullshit. You know, like, none of those people that win the whole thing ever fucking actually go to the restaurant? Really? Yeah, you can look it up. Something... There's always a fallout. They just get, like, the cash prize. Uh. And there's all, Like, I think, like, one time they had one of the people take over as head chef and it just didn't work out. Nobody, if they ever do take over as head chef, mm-hmm. it, it never works out. Wow. So it's like the bachelorette like that. It's fucked up, man. It's <laughs> fucked up. You can like, I, cause like I was following like a couple of the people that had won like yeah. on Twitter and people would ask them. So like, how's it going at the restaurant? And they're like, Oh, it didn't work out. Something happened. Like they were supposed to take over a restaurant in, in Las Vegas, you know, and he's had restaurants close on him before. So yeah. Are you going to check out the exorcist at all? Any interest? No, none. Yeah. I watched, what was it last year? There was not the exorcist, but it was the Omen TV series. Oh yeah. I did not watch that. It was fucking awful. I couldn't even get through like the entire thing because basically actually it was canon to the movie. No, it was like, yeah, events that happened after it. Like they made it canon to the movie. (laughs) Like what you're doing is kind of like deconstructing the actual movie and stretching out the story and fleshing it out more. This was like canon to the movie. They would actually show clips from the movie wow. as flashbacks within the show. It was that's fucked up. Bad. That's yeah. hilarious. What channel was that on? Oh, it was on like A&E. Ah. It was uh, really weird. It was on like A&E or something. Hmm. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, but I'm not, I don't know, I'm not checking out too many new shows this season, But so I thought I'd give this a shot. I yeah. checked out a few others, but you watched them too. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that later. There's well, a flood of shows coming. Um... Let's see here. Frank, video game talk. What do you got? Really, just this week, it's just <laughs> Destiny. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to grind the fuck through the new expansion, Rise of Iron. It's yeah. good. It's uh, A lot of people complained in the first year because loot wouldn't drop, and now it's dropping left and right. I've probably got 17 hours in since this past Tuesday, and uh, I, I enjoy it. it. It's not anything that's going to bring anybody back, like, like exa- as an example, Dan West. Yeah. He, he played a little bit in year one and then got bored with it and put it up. It's not something that would appeal to him because it's just more of the same. 
But I love the shit out of it. There, there's a whole community of people that are really into this. And like Friday, most of the day during the day while I had my daughter, I was watching uh, like six different teams of six trying to get the world's first on the raid because they opened it up on Friday. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun watching people trying to figure out the new shit because it's all a big puzzle and there's no guides out or anything. So you're actually watching the people go through and try to figure out how to get things done, how to kill the bosses and that. So, uh, you know, it's it's fun to interact in that community and stuff. It, it's a good time. But here in about a week or two, I'll probably be done with it again. Move on to other stuff. Okay. I taste it. Right on. Taste it. Destiny, you got it for both systems <laughs> again, you said. Yes, I got it for both. I was just going to get it for PlayStation 4. It's not available on PS3 or Xbox 360. They left the older consoles behind. Uh, yeah, that's a long story. Somebody said that they wanted to play so i'm like okay i don't want to leave you behind i picked it up on xbox one and then uh yeah i got, I got kind of fucked because afterward they're like well you wanted me to get it like, fuck you dude i can i could just spend time on one system and spend 30 dollars once mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah did that again <clears throat> nice. i i have uh let's see here i've been watching uh a show called crunch time mm-hmm. on rooster teeth <laughs> Nice. So, want to talk? I've watched the first two episodes. Um, what it's about uh, in a highly classified location, four brilliant jackass grad students are interrogated by government operatives. Why? Because the world is about to end, and it's all their fucking fault. After using reckless, cutting-edge science for their own petty purposes, this ragtag team creates a small but potentially world-ending black hole in their college lab. The clock is ticking for the secret government agency to clean up the mess these wannabe scientists have made. With cooperation, the crisis could be averted before the world goes to shit. The problem? Well, these students are what you'd call bona fide assholes. I'm reading this like right off. Of, <laughs> this is right off a of rooster. Is this live action? This is right off. Of, yeah, this is live action. This is right off a of rooster. Teeth's website. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, they don't hold back. <laughs> uh, and they don't know what the hell they did to tear open the fabric of space and time. They're clueless. The solution? Tell the government, tell these government a- operatives every illegal thing they've done in the lab. Uh, it stars uh, Avery Monson as Sam, Jesse Hodges as Hannah, Nicholas Rutherford as Berkman, and then Sam Levine uh, from uh, Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. uh, as Connor. He's the scientist. Um, this sounds crazy. It is. Um, let me just rate it. I, it's fucked up, man. Uh, I, I actually love this. Okay, it's a Tupperware for me. Oh wow! There I, you go. It's it, It's only. It's going to be a six episode miniseries. Uh, the first two are available for free on RoosterTeeth.com. And then you have to pay. Then you have to pay, and it's only like three dollars and thirty three cents a month. You get your first month for free. I'm going to wait until all six episodes are collected. Watch it within 30 days and see if I like Rooster Teeth. Smart. If I like Rooster Teeth, I'll stick with it. Watch their other original programming. Yeah, you'll have the whole 30 days with it and you're going to watch this show. Exactly. And if I don't like it, then I'll cancel it. They give me the 30-day option trial. So, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. the trial option. So, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, good luck. Let me know. Uh, three episodes are out now. The fourth will be available uh, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, which is the day this podcast will probably drop. Hmm. Um, it's it's basically like a funny twist on uh, a romance comedy and the movie Inception. It sounds, oh, that sounds, it sounds really wild. So, each episode, they're telling them about some terrible thing they did and like... <laughs> okay, what's fucked up? Okay, basically, it starts out, and you've got this guy, Sam, and he's out to dinner with um, his girlfriend, and he's going to ask her to marry him, and she ends up breaking up with him. And 
this goes into the story of how he used his buddy Connor's inception machine to go into her brain, into her dreams, <laughs> and try to get her to fall back in love with him. Oh, fuck. Wow. He's trying to tell her subconscious that she needs him. That's fucked but up. he needs a wingman. And so they recruit Nicholas Rutherford, who's playing Berkman, mm-hmm. who is like a complete asshole. And he, he he's playing like a doctor in her dream, and he's basically like telling her like, well, I think what you need to do is like, you know, um, have sex with your doctor or something shitty like that. <laughs> it's it's kind of fucked up, but um, and then like they're telling the story about being in the in these dreams in this Inception dream to these government operatives. So it's all kind of like you know them explaining all these bad things that they've done to create this black hole. Oh, that is neat. And it's fun. It's just a fun show. It's a comedy and it's just a fun show. So, um, the best part about it is like rooster teeth is, they had like a funny kind of like video with Casper Van Dien. Mm-hmm. And so Casper Van Dien actually shows up in this show and he's like in her dreams and she's like fucking him. <laughs> and it's so funny. I, I'm going to give it a Tupperware. Nice like, find. How'd you even get it on your radar? I, I was actually, uh, for some reason, I, I saw it like on a on a website. They were talking about Rooster Teeth, and then and so I went to their website, and then it showed like uh, their new show, Crunch Time, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it's a new show from Rooster Teeth. Like, oh, I can watch the first episode. I was like, you know what? This might be something I could talk about on the show. Yeah, I'll watch the first episode. If it sucks, I'll let people know. And I watched the first episode, and I really enjoyed it. And I wanted to watch the second, so I did. I'm just going to wait until they're all collected, and then and then watch all six. That's awesome. Cool. So yeah. So and then I'll probably check out other original programming that they have. But like this is like the new series that they had, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, did you watch This Is Us? I did. Uh, I watched it as well. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I thought it was a, sh- a quality show, but not the type of show I'm into. Okay. Um, I, the, the, let me get into what it's about here. Yeah. Uh, it's called This Is Us. What network is it on? NBC. NBC. Um, this show tells the story about how different people that share the same birthday are connected. Um, I, I was going into this thinking it's going to be a complete ripoff of Sense8. Yes. In certain ways, it is. In certain ways, it is. It, this is not a... Of course, I've watched all the episodes of the first season of Sense8, and yeah. I loved it. And I can't speak to Sense8. You should watch it. Okay. I know it got... Uh, you know, is one of those things that got away from you. Yeah. You should watch it. Okay. Fantastic. Best Wachowski shit that's come out in... Better than Speed Racer? It's <laughs> so fucking good. Right. Sense8 is amazing. This is okay. It's I, I, I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a taste. It. Are you going to watch the second episode? I probably will. Yeah, I was thinking about it too. It's just it's like I don't know. It, it was a pretty interesting twist at the end. It was that I didn't see coming. I did not see it coming either. And I was like, whoa! And I don't even know if I want to spoil it because it was kind of yeah. the make or break of the episode. Yeah. But yeah, just finding out what the series is about is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like the, the final reveal kind of hit me from left i like certain like that's why i don't think i like like that first like the first couple that were introduced if they're they pulled pulled away pulled back on them a lot yes they introduced them but they pulled back on them a lot and so like i didn't like them i thought they were the least interesting out of all the characters mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you know 
things happen and it's just like wow okay everything's like flipped on its side and i'm just like holy shit this is crazy yeah it was crazy it was yeah. crazy i really liked the there's a character that is on like a sitcom that's like a really pathetic full housey type sitcom the manny called the manny yeah <laughs> and that's like his acting gig and he feels kind of like demeaned you know or above mm. that acting gig and I thought his character was really funny. Like, but I thought some of the funnier moments came from his character. The reason he had that flip out was because another character was going through some other shit that he's connected to because of their birthdays. Yes. So he flips out and has, like, his TMZ moment where he, like, quits the show. Ah. But he reacts that way because somebody that he shares the same birthday with is going through their own bullshit. Does he really? I didn't even catch on to that. Yeah. Um, they all were. Remember, um... It was, um, god damn it, uh, the guy that played Chris Darden. Okay. Um, from the O.J. Simpson show. Yes. Um, he, he was going, he was getting angry too, and he didn't know why. Yeah. And it was at the exact same time. All these characters are going through this shit. Oh, yeah, because it is, they were all born on the same day. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I did know that. I did know okay. that. Those three characters. Yeah. Sorry. Without talking about the reveal, it's hard to. Right. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, would you recommend people watch it? Uh, I, I, I guess I would. Check it out and see if it's your thing. It's definitely high quality mm-hmm. and well acted and well filmed. It just kind of seems like one of those sh- – it's like a heartfelt show or like a feel good. It's it's not really much in the way of m- too much mystery, I don't mm-hmm. think. It's just about character It's impressive for NBC. It is. Like I could see like – I could see like FX doing this and doing it like way better. It felt like this decade's attempt at a thirty-something show. Yeah, like that kind of genre. Yeah, but, but with a little little twist in it. Yeah, but there's like but there's like kind of like that supernatural twist to it as well. Is it supernatural though? Yeah, and, I, and they're gonna play up on that. Like that's like I don't get that. Characters were reacting off of other characters' emotions throughout the entire thing. Yeah, but it's because it's because of more than it just being their birthdays. Like, it's because of something else. I could have sworn, like, when they first gave you, like, that <coughs> first long <coughs> paragraph Yeah, I, I know read, what you're talking they, about. They, they, they made it feel like... Play, play the spoiler bumper. Okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> we'll go into spoilers. If you, if you want to watch This Is Us, fast forward. All right. This is a Pop Culture Leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. All right, here we go. Han dies. It's anything goes territory. All right. So they're all related. It's it's because they're, I know they weren't like biologically brother and sister, but the three main characters. Yeah, but they're not blood related. Two, yeah, two, two, of, two of the three are. Sure. You're correct. You're correct. I guess there is some mystical bond that bonded those three characters, but I, how much focus of the series is really going to be on that? I mean, I don't know. I'm really confused by the series, I guess. Okay. I feel like they just set the characters up. And I, I, th- there, was that, there was that one part where... Um, <laughs> there was the one part where uh, the, uh, the, the heavier girl was mm-hmm. out on her date, mm-hmm. and they're drinking, mm-hmm. um, and she's laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. And then they cut... Oh, to the guy meeting his dad. To the guy meeting his dad, and he's laughing, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know why. 
He he met his real biological father for the first time, wanted to tell this guy, you dropped me off at a fire station mm-hmm. and left me for left me there. Why did you do it? Look at what I've become. I'm like this, you know, awesome guy that's got this amazing car and this amazing life. I've got this amazing house, this amazing job, blah 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 blah. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> but then he brings him home and then introduces his wife and then he's laughing at the exact same time. That she's out on that date laughing. With. Oh yeah, I just thought it was coincidence. No, he was. I did not. Yeah, I did even if not. It wasn't. I don't. How much more is if, every episode going to be like that, where they're all experiencing the same emotions at the same time? I think. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think that we're going to get a lot of that in a lot of the episodes. Hmm. I feel a lot of people are going to be making decisions. And things are going to be happening because they are connected. If you go to IMDb, that's the description that I read right off of IMDb. Oh, I'm not doubting you. No, no. I'm just saying, like, I think this is a theme of the show, is that people that share the same birthday are connected somehow. Do you think there'll be other people or just these three people? That's the next question. I don't know. Mm. Does that fuck with their lives? Like, they're feeling inappropriate emotions for their situations because it's shared? I think the reason that the Manny flipped out was because other characters in the show were going through stress yeah. okay and i think i think that's why he flipped out on set and got fired from his job and, and well fired himself and quit his job shit yeah yeah and, that sucks i can see that and it's yeah they they show like uh the girl out on the date with the guy and she's laughing they're laughing having a great date laughing uncontrollably they cut ren right to the to, to the other character and he's laughing uncontrollably to his wife and saying this is my biological father, and it's just, yeah. it was an awkward moment. Wow. And I felt like that, that it was a connection. I could see that. So that's it why does I, sound interesting. It is interesting. I, I'm going to taste the first episode because, but I'm going to I'm going to keep watching. I'll watch another. I'm one I'm going to keep you. watching. Um, I've already seen Sense Eight, which is kind of like this, but way better. But on the flip side, I've seen all the episodes of that. I, I, let's see where this goes. All right. So. Sensate's like this, huh? Yeah, Sensate's kind of like this. It's just nothing like nothing to do with birthdays. Okay, there's just connections with people, mm. connections with people, and it almost takes on it, it, it takes it to another level. If a character's in danger, mm-hmm. another character can inhabit you. Oh, wow. whoa! It's awesome. It sounds good. Sensate is amazing. I miss Sensate is one of the best shows that I've seen in in, in the last few years. Sensate is fantastic. And if you didn't know, Sensate the second season comes out I think December first. Wow, I didn't know that was going through. Of this year. Yeah. It was it was pretty successful. Awesome. Yeah. So looking forward to it. That's also a Netflix property as well, isn't it? Sensate? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Netflix original. They're killing it. Uh, I wanted to talk real quick about South Park Season 20. Wow, Season 20. Season 20. Um, this season is just as great as Season 19. Uh, this season, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they're dealing with cyber trolls. Okay. Uh, last season, it was, uh, it was PC principles, so all this politically correct shit. Uh-huh. This year, the whole theme is cyber trolls, uh, <laughs> as well as the current election with Mr. Garrison uh, running for president against Hillary Clinton. <laughs> uh, and so, of course, they're doing, what, what is it, uh, turds, uh, douche sandwich versus, what is it, t- uh, 
turd sandwich versus. I don't. I don't know where you're going with this. I, you, you I've heard not, it before, like douche nozzle or something. Not like that. douche nozzle. It's like yeah. It's like it, it, but, but on a previous season they yeah, had this whole running joke. That. Turd sandwich. Who are you going to vote for? Turd sandwich or <laughs> or douche something? Yeah. Uh, and so they're they're they they're playing that joke up again. But it, they they actually bring it up in the episode that they're like oh we're doing this shit again (laughs) really funny really funny um the cyber troll storyline is fucking hilarious oh pc principles back too just limited role so far um the cyber troll storyline is great uh one of the girls that goes to south park school uh she refuses uh to stand during the national anthem and her mother um, stood up for her on social media saying something like, you know, I stand behind my daughter's decisions, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. So a Twitter user, SkankHunt42, <laughs> took the picture of her and her daughter and photo took that same picture and photoshopped a dick in the mom's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so... Gets a lot, quite a bit of attention at school and everything like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now Skank Hunt 42 is trolling all of South Park, <laughs> and everyone assumes that it's Cartman. Uh, episode 2 is great. Uh, the boys in uh, South Park, uh, they corner Cartman to destroy all of his devices <laughs> that he can, you know, that he can use to access social media. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Which is everything these days. Yeah. So now Skank Hunt 42, um, I will tell you, oh. let's just say it didn't end. Okay, if you're, I was going to say, if you're going to spoil this, I'm going to walk out because I got these two episodes recorded yeah. and I want to watch them. Let me just say this. Skankhunt42 now has decided to troll the entire country of Denmark. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's, it's, he is going to war against Denmark. This He's upped his game. This, this season is so... Amazing. South Park in the last two seasons has gotten so much better. Um, it, it's it's gotten really good because they had some real stinkers there. Uh, but man, it, it's gotten so much better. I love this season. Um, and as far as Denmark, guys, I want to bring this up. Uh, Denmark is uh, as far as uh, downloads for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Where do they rank? Uh, where do they rank in countries that listen to our episodes? Sixty nine. Ninth. <laughs> You're way closer than him. <laughs> They're actually higher. Wow, yeah. six. Really? Number six. There we go. Wow. There we go. Denmark is number six. So two all, guesses. Yeah. <laughs> so to all of our Danish listeners, thank you. Wow, that's thank awesome. You. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, who, do do we know any of our Denmark fans? I haven't heard any from any of our fans from Denmark. Yeah, Holy give shit. us that iTunes review, Denmark fans. Save the segment. They can. They can, but it's not going to show up in, uh, in U.S. iTunes. Uh, and I, I don't. Uh, I have, I don't know how to view the European ones. Um, yeah, but yeah, United States is number one, United Kingdom number two, Canada, Australia, Sweden, Denmark, Ireland, Japan, and the Philippines. That's fucked up that we're on all those places. Uh, we've had, uh, we've had downloads out of, uh, Kuwait, Frank. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's the one, like, dude, you wouldn't believe how many countries we've been downloaded out of. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking nuts. Some, like, some countries are just, like, once. Like, they were just like, whoa, fuck this. Enough of that. Whoa. Like, like, country's so small, like, the entire country listened. You know what I mean? (laughs) And they're like, we're done. (laughs) Fuck this shit. Put Put it on the constitution with (laughs) banners. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, and South Park, uh, the ratings this year are the highest that they've been in 10 years with the season premiere. Uh, the season 20 premiere of South Park was viewed by 3.7 million people. Nice. It seems like they really built from having a powerful last season. Uh, this was up 20 set. Yeah, people got to watch the season on Hulu and mm-hmm. they got to watch it, you know, streaming and uh, on Comedy Central. Uh, this was up 27% from the 19th season premiere and it now ranks as the highest cable premiere of 2016. Wow. Shit. Wow. That'll only last until The Walking Dead comes out, though, probably. Sure. Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying it's impressive for South oh, Park. Yeah. 20th yeah, yeah. season. Yeah, 20th season, Frank. That is a long Fucking time. Fucking trying to t- do the takeaway already. <laughs> God damn it. Well, somebody I got, I got, enough, I got it. enough Walking Dead news this season, <laughs> this episode. Yeah, they did They did start their show before all the other fall season shows, too. Yeah. That's true. They jumped the gun on it. But it's South Park. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Fucking ass. You know somebody was going to say it. <laughs> Fuck you. Get covered. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and fuck you. <laughs> Go South Park is fucking fantastic. If you have Hulu, fucking watch the, watch season nineteen and watch the first two episodes of season twenty. They're, yeah, they're Brian phenomenal. was telling me they're tighter now. They're ten episode seasons. Ten episode of, seasons. Ten not, a- they, like the first season was like you know fourteen or whatever. They, yeah. They've had us. They've had us high up to eighteen. Eww. Now they're now they're doing ten episode seasons and they're fantastic. It's kind of fucked up. Like I remember where I was at and what I was doing when I watched the very first episode of South Park when it came out and it was 97. Yeah, 97. And uh, I, I was in college at Western. I was in my dorm and I was watching it and I, I had to call people and tell them what the fuck this was like. I'm like, you've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I remember like uh, the first time I watched it, um, you know, somebody had like a VHS of it. Yes, that's yeah. the first time I saw it too. And they like, they brought it over and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I watched like the anal probe episode, yeah. you know, I was uh-huh. just like, holy fuck. It was the number one selling bootleg VHS for a really long time. Oh, I had I to be, yeah. I remember reading about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was so popular. But Did you watch Christian's like- copy? Uh, probably. Yeah, that's how I watched probably. it. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I bet you watched the same fucking VHS as me. It's probably. I, I probably did. <laughs> probably did. That's hilarious. Frank, let's talk about, uh, the Combiner Wars finale. Yeah. Um, you got, you watched all the episodes? Yeah. Yeah. I watched the last four altogether. What did you think? I thought it was really, really good. And especially watching it that way, mm-hmm. the way I got all the hits, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. I thought it was great. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Especially like the end. Uh, we're doing spoilers or not? Uh, I mean, if you want to, I mean, I, I mean, I. He played the bumper. Anything goes. I guess. I mean, if you if you want. Well, to. I mean, I, I guess I don't really have to. Like that that final fight and how like all the twist with Starscream and stuff like yeah. that. It was really cool. Uh, it was really good already, mm-hmm. but to me, it really felt like it hit even harder when with the twist with Starscream and then how you know the fight with. Uh, Megatron. What did he turn into? What did he turn into? Because like, I don't know. Was it was it the fact that that he turned that this you know the 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 uh, the combination of Enigma was it was it the fact that it was so powerful that he couldn't take on a physical form that he just basically kind of existed in like a godlike astral plane or became part of the universe or what was that all about? Holy shit! I I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm kind of like you. He was something that they were able to end up. You know. But he looked Damaging. like he was part of the universe. Yeah, I mean, he, he was like at, a big ball of energy. That's exa- That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's weird. So that's why I'm asking, like, because he did not look like a physical robot, he right? Looked- I don't. I don't think at that point that he was really in control of everything. It was just so much raw mm-hmm. power. He was yeah. just like going nuts with it. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I'm with you there. Like, like it's just giant ball of energy. Yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil everything. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm rating it the whole series of Tupperware. I'm gonna go Tupperware now too. Oh fuck off! No, see, it wouldn't matter what I said because you'd be like, no, 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 no. Your your original rating was bullshit. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. What was it? No, 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 no. You're rating things on like the the length and how. I guarantee you, you've had some love making sessions that lasted two minutes that you thought were amazing. This is true. Yeah, we all have. We all have. We've all been there. Like, you know, it's like two minutes later, it's like I'm spent. But like, but yeah. But on the flip side, it was amazing for us maybe not for them but i'm just saying like it was amazing so like i'm saying like i thought like i thought those first like what did we watch like the first three four five episodes or whatever the fuck it was mm-hmm. i thought they were great i thought it was bullshit that you rated it just because they were only five minutes long i think you should just rate stuff on the story not the fact that uh, ooh, it's, uh, i don't like the shortcomings of it not being long enough that's my only complaint so i'm gonna i'm gonna go fuck you no, I gotta, fuck you fuck no you. i gotta rate it on rate the, it on the story no, listen, listen. Because like when I'm watching it, right, and you, the first few episodes, you watch yeah. like two at once, and then you're like you're hungry for more, but you don't get it. Yeah. And then you watch another one; it's fucking great. And then you're hungry for more, and you don't get it. Nah. I watched the last four that's, back to that's back. That's the definition just, of a Tupperware show, though. Like if you're so hungry for more, but you can't watch the next episode. Yeah. But it's like I was as, as soon as I was getting into it, it got took away from me. No, you know you're, you're take you know what you're taking away. You're taking away. You're taking away a good rating for a show that you liked. That's what you took away. And then we got listeners out there that I want them to watch this fucking show. I, no, no, hold on. It. I got yeah, well, yeah, I got this asshole on my show that's saying <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only a taste. It. It's only a taste. It. I did high taste it when I gave that original rating. No, it, you, you tasted it. It wasn't just a normal flat out taste. It was, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a taste. It. I'm pretty sure it was high taste. Uh, the only that was the only shortcoming that I had was that it was five minutes long no, and it was coming out episodically nit, nitpicky bullshit no 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 nitpicky we, bullshit we've had discussions like this on the flip before about things like Daredevil which are released all at once yeah. all at one time so? and at the time I was like yeah okay for those hour long shows give me those one at a time that way everybody can digest them and talk about them and stuff because people watch them at different times and then you not, might not be with the same spot you're at with your buddy but these are so short I just watch them all at once and it hits so much harder it doesn't matter way. with Netflix shows I honestly think like me and you okay I could be I could finish up a series I could finish up a series I could uh, Luke Cage drops yeah Luke Cage drops and next thing you know me and you I watch eight episodes and you watch four me and you can go out to dinner and I could be like hey you've been watching Luke Cage and you could say oh yeah I'm watching it I'm only four episodes in boom we got a conversation Frank we've got a conversation going we can talk about those first four episodes. I don't think it matters when these episodes come out or if they come out all at once or whatever. Yeah, it's just a different experience it's either a, way. Right, but it, the difference is is that you got an hour-long show that, I mean, it, it tells its own story in an yeah. hour. With these, with it being five minutes long, I think the only way really to get the full impact of it is to watch them all in one sitting. Because it's so much more amazing that way because there's no real beginning and end. You're just kind of jumping in in the middle of it. I disagree. I watched it from week to week. And you know what? I didn't forget. Hold on. I didn't forget what happened the week before. You want to know why? Because they were only five fucking minutes long. (laughs) If I can't remember what happened in five fucking minutes, I'm a fucking moron. So it's like I went back every week and I'd be like, oh, shit, let me just replay that last episode in my fucking head because I have I, I, can, I have the retention because they were only five minutes long. <laughs> what I, robot turned into what? 
I don't know. I, yeah. I, I loved it. I, I liked I thought it was great. Yeah. I, I'm just I, – I thought your original rating – I I wanted to strangle you, sir. I know you did. He's in a Tupperware now, though. Yeah, so I know. Can, because I mean, now we get to look at the whole series and see the whole story, and it, it is amazing. It's really good. No, 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 no. Hold on. What did you What did you just say? Now we get to look at the whole series and the whole story. Yeah. That's what I judged it on the first time I rated it on. And that's what you just got done saying is the story. And that's what you should have graded it on. Moving on. But you can't, Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me it wouldn't have been better to get – I mean they're not going to get like the buzz or the advertising bucks that they would have at all if they would have released one like 42 minute episode or whatever cuz really that's about what it breaks down to time wise something like they that they wanted people they got more buzz if you would have tupperware it <laughs> because you <laughs> exactly. liked it exactly 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 i can understand why they, no, they didn't have to sink a whole bunch of money into it you're, but you're a detractor for the series so thank you <laughs> Some, Sorry no, about thank, that. no thank no something that i love <laughs> It wasn't long enough. (laughs) I want more. It's so good, I want more. (laughs) Don't you taste it? (laughs) Fuck a five minute episode, but I love the story and the animation. It was good. Yeah. God damn it. Um, They're teasing. I will spoil this. They are teasing for uh, the second season. They're teasing the Titan Wars. And I cannot wait. Yeah, that was cool. That was a neat drop at the end. It's so, supposed to be a trilogy altogether. It's supposed to be a trilogy. I don't know where they're going to go in the third season, but second season, if they do it, it's going to be Titan Wars. We're looking at Trypticon. We're looking at Metroplex. We're looking at Scorponok. We're looking at Fortress Maximus. And we're looking at possibly Omega Supreme. We're looking at bad, big, bad. Did you it's see, a power lineup. Do you think we're going to see, you see Metroplex? Did you see Metroplex's hand? Yeah. The size of his hand in the finale? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's fucking these huge. Ti- these Titans are huge. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is way bigger than, like, Devastator by, like, a factor of 100. I cannot wait for season two if they do it. And, well, I actually, you know what, Frank? We'll review the whole thing <laughs> oh, once God. it's collected. Because they won't be as long for you. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch it all at once anyway. I'm I'll wait sure. till they're all out. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Do you think Megatron's gonna come back? I don't know. I if 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 I would love to see him come back, but it yeah. would make sense if he didn't. Yeah, I agree. I love how he went out, dude. Megatron went out like a boss. Yeah, he did. Really? Fucking mic That's drop, good. motherfucker. Megatron, yeah, Megatron was a mic dropping motherfucker. Yeah, he was. Dude. <laughs> he went out like a fucking boss. Don't bother me. Don't again. bother. Fuck off. <laughs> he was like old man shooty. Get, yeah, he was. Get the, get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> That's awesome. Old man Megatron. Up smoke. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, so I fucking uh, Tupperware Combiner Wars all the way through. I don't care how long they are. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I got to give you shit, Frank. I know you I'm do. sorry. I'm just stand by it, though. Yeah, f- no, it's bullshit that you stand by it. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'll, it was so good. convictions. I'm not going to Tupperware because it was so good. I'm not going to Tupperware it because it was so good. And I'm I wanted finish, more. I wanted more, and I'm going to finish it up that now that it's all out i can tupperware it because of the story which i love the whole way through <laughs> yeah the story was so good no, i watched more you would think no, that, that just, would appeal to like my add and shit but it's like reverse you're just holding on to shit you're holding on <laughs> the welcome to my you're life. holding on <laughs> you're holding on to a turd and saying i'm not gonna budge you are literally holding on to a giant piece of corny shit <laughs> 
and say, nope, I'm not moving from this, Brian. I'm making a stand. You were wrong. Your rating was wrong. And now you're left. You're now you're left. Now you're left. Now you're left spooning a fucking piece of shit. I hope I hope they release it all at once next year. I, oh God! I know uh, they won't. All right, all right, all right. I'm fine, I'm, I'm fine with the five to six minutes. It really gave me something to look forward to. I mean, you can watch it while you're sitting on the toilet, Frank. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's six minutes. It doesn't take up too much of your time, and the story's great. It's nice and tight. So, well, thanks to you. I will, <laughs> Whoa! I will <laughs> thanks say to this. you and Frank. We know it works both ways. That I, you can watch it weekly, or it'll be still a Tupperware. Yeah. I will it say this it, it, there's nothing about it that like when you watch it like every episode of it was good it's not like yeah. there were boring ass episodes of it at all I just, so. I just wanted more they were just so damn good I wanted more <laughs> there were never boring episodes they were never boring I was on the edge of my seat and I couldn't wait for the I'm not doing myself any favors by continuing uh, to speak <laughs> I gotta give it a taste the whole, it's like digging a hole the whole idea of moving from a taster to a Tupperware means that you have admitted that it's a Tupperware series. That if your only complaint was there wasn't enough of it, you are a nitpicky son of a fuck. That's what you are, Frank. <laughs> yeah, you are a nitpicky I'm weird, son dude. of a bitch. I, I'm weird. It you're happens. no, you're a detract. You were no. The first time we did this show, you were a detractor. How can a high for taste be a detractor? It wasn't a high taste. It was. I guarantee you, it was. <laughs> okay, well, I will. I'm going to go back and listen, and I'm going to come. No, I'm going to come back next week with the recording of you giving it a taste. It. I taste it, and then I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw that piece of shit that you've been holding on to <laughs> in, in your face. That's, That's gonna be my Megatron mic drop. <laughs> Fuck! When you get hit in the face with my, one, of my, of one of my one of my dog's turds. <laughs> it's like a zoo up in here throwing shit. Wow! All right, all right, guys. Uh, last thing I want to talk about for uh, good pop, bad pop, and then uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna stop the segment. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the good place. Oh, let's do that. We're gonna uh, but we're gonna take a break first. All right. Okay. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Good, yeah. good shit. <laughs> All right. Hey, Frank, I'm going to yell at you a little bit more. Cool. Over the length of things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep my pants up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. Uh, let's talk about The Good Place. Oh, uh, yes, let's. On uh, NBC. I watched it on Hulu. Uh, the Good Place is a town where those who have been good throughout their life go to once they have passed away. Michael is the architect who oversees the town. Eleanor arrives at the Good Place and realizes she doesn't deserve to be there. With the help of Michael, Eleanor seeks to right her wrongs, seeking to finally earn her place at the Good Place. It stars Kristen Bell and uh, Ted Danson. So Kristen Bell is uh, Eleanor and then... Ted Danson is Michael. 
Um, Jake, what did you think about the good place? Uh, I thought it was it was decent enough. Um, it it kind of starts slow for me. It's a taste it. I thought the um, the mythology and the world building was kind of cool and interesting, but I don't think the jokes have landed too well on me yet. It's not as funny as I was hoping it to be. Mm-hmm. But I but I I am going to keep watching. I've watched the first three episodes. And um, there was a pretty interesting twist at the end of the third episode ah, okay. that hooked me and made me want to see the fourth episode. Okay. I watched the first two. Yeah. I liked it enough. I'm also going to give it a taste. That I liked it enough uh, to to keep watching. I the, some, of the, some of the special effects, the mm. graphics are garbage. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty hilarious. But, but you know, I mean, what, like the giant frog. Yes, yes. Yeah. The stuff falling from the sky. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. it was pretty laughable. Yeah. It yeah. seemed a little bit stylistic, though, maybe. Yeah. To make it so bad. If they can't have right. it good, you might as well make it ridiculous. Exactly. So I, I enjoyed it enough. Um, it's basically like kind of like a twist on heaven and hell. Um the, yeah. cur- the cursing, I guess, was funny sometimes. She, yeah, you can't say fork, uh, fuck you. Got she says fork, oh. and she tries to say bullshit. It's bullshit <laughs> and stuff like that. It, it's all right. It, it's an okay show. Yeah, it seems like it needs a little bit more setup, and then it can really just start hitting jokes. Yeah. So, but I mean, they're both great actors. I mean, Ted Danson is super charming. Uh, Kristen Bell is super charming. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good cast. It's an interesting premise. Yeah. I'm gonna keep with it for a little bit longer too. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what was that show that Lee Pace was that Lee Pace was in, where he played the and I loved it. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, only went for two seasons, where he played like the pie maker. Hmm, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Sound crazy right now? No, it was basically it was a it was a show where um, this guy had the ability to if he uh, if if someone died, he could touch them one time. And they would come back to life. Oh, wow. Now, if he ever touched them again, they would die permanently. So he would use this ability for people that were murdered. And he would touch them, and they'd be able to tell him how they died. Hmm. And then he would touch them again, and then they would go off to their final resting place. Well, the woman that he loved died. He touched her, and he brought her back. And she's the only one that he never touched again. He let her live. But... He loves her, but he can't ever touch her again. That's kind of fucked up. Because if he does, then she'll die. Yeah. It was a great fucking show, and for some reason, it's been off the air for quite a few seasons. I can't remember the name of it for some reason. They probably couldn't get Lee Pace back for a third season. No, I'll hear about it on Correction Tuesday. So, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, guys, you don't need to tell me what it's called, because I'll just look it up on IMDb later. <laughs> so I'll be hearing it, and you'll, you'll be like, hey, the name of that show is such and such. And I'll be like, yeah, I already fucking know, because we wrapped the episode, or we went to break, and I looked it up. So. A month from now, you'll have three emails telling yeah. you about it. Yeah, so thanks for letting me know the show that I looked up uh, in between break. Um, yeah, guys, let's, uh, so, yeah, yeah, uh, I would recommend people watch it. It's fun. It's on Hulu if you're bored. Yeah, I agree. It's it's not a bad sitcom. I'm not usually a big sitcom fan, but yeah. this one has a unique enough twist that I'm checking yeah. it out. Thomas Comiskey, it's called The Good Place. The Good Place. All right, guys, let's move on to some news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a little of a news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangsta as fuck, yo. It's gangsta as fuck, yo. All right, guys. Aliens 5 is being postponed. We, we kind of knew this, uh, that the yeah. Neil Blomkamp film was, you know, it, 
it was confirmed to, uh, that it was being postponed. But like Sigourney Weaver came out this week uh, and and uh, she kind of confirmed this. She says um, he he has got work to do and I have things going on. I hope we get to do it. It's one of those things we wanted to do this past year, but I think Ridley. She's talking about Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Didn't want them all coming out at the same time. There's an incredible script by Neil. I didn't want to do a fifth one. I, I thought going to Earth wouldn't be fun. I got this script that was amazing and gives fans everything they're looking for and innovates in ways that became part of the world for me. He has things to do and I have things to do. And I hope that we'll circle back around to do it once those things are done. So She seems positive. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. Do you want to see her back in the role as Ripley again? I don't need to. Okay. It, it could be done well. Most likely it won't. I don't need to see it. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love Resurrection, mm-hmm. but I didn't hate it. I don't hate any of them. But I didn't love it. Yeah. Um... M- and I, I'm, I don't like Neil Blomkamp. Yes, yes. You don't like him at all. I've never liked anything that he's ever done. Yeah. I didn't like the, uh, what about District 9, boy? What about, <laughs> there's some asshole out there. What about District 9? What about, <laughs> no, I didn't like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> listen here, you fucking jackass. <laughs> Yeah, I love District Nine, but that's about where I it know. ends. That's I, about where it ends. I know you, you fuck. You hated Chappie. Yes, I, I don't even think you watched Elysium. I did not. So, and uh, I've not seen any of this shit. Ah, of course, <laughs> too too busy playing Destiny. Yeah, I am. <laughs> too too busy buying copies of Destiny. No shit. <laughs> we went to break, and I had to. <laughs> They're like fucking bunny rabbits. They just multiply. Oh, to slap your phone out of your hand because you were on Amazon trying to buy another copy of Destiny. I'm like, Frank, stop it. You don't need it anymore. No, it, I got Frank. it for everything that they made it for this time. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, ah, oh, my friend. You can buy one for my friends. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll get somebody else addicted to this shit. Gosh. It's like meth. <laughs> weird. It's a really weird <laughs> session you have with buying copies of the game, Frank. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, and I'm not. I don't know, man. I I, I would kind of like to see if they if they could bring her back and like give her the proper like uh, you know exits proper. You I know. see what you're saying. Bookend it, bookend it a yeah, little bit better. But I have no confidence in the director. Yeah. Um. I can't say that I do either. Yeah. And Sigourney Weaver is going to be that hyperbolic about it because why wouldn't she yeah, be? Yeah. She's not going to be like, eh, sure. it's okay. Right, right. Well, she could she could pull Bill Murray and be like, no, I'm done with this. Or, or pull like uh, Daniel Radcliffe and say, yeah. I don't want to revisit this character again. Yes. She could do that. And she's not. So Yeah. So, I, uh, you know, she's read the script. I mean, and she says she likes it and it gives all the fans what they want. If she's talking about bringing like Michael Bean back mm-hmm. as uh, Hicks and talking about bringing uh, bringing back the character Newt, then that that excites me a little bit. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's what she's talking about. Because that was the rumor. He, the concept art came out with those characters. Mm-hmm. Wow! So that's what they're talking about is bringing them back. 
All right, guys, so it's uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. More news. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan in the upcoming season of uh, of The Walking Dead. It'll be uh, season seven. What's he up to? Uh, let's see here. He's talking to EW about the new season and his character. And he said this. I, I like how you I like how you said that. What's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Should be like a new segment. <laughs> like when I, bring, when I bring up an actor, uh, Jake can go, what's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, guys, it's time now for what he up to. Anyway, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he was talking to Entertainment Weekly. He said, we're going to, and he's talking about season seven. He said, we're going to find this out. We're, we're going to actually find out a lot more about this world. <laughs> the last six seasons, we followed Rick and his band of merry men. Now you're going to find out in time, uh, Negan, uh, you're going to find out in that time Negan has been running his own show in his own way and coming across all sorts of people and taking care of business. Um, every time I hear taking care of business, I get that. Taking care of business <laughs> every day. Taking care of business. <laughs> What's he up to? <laughs> He's dead. Uh, so he has created his army of followers, and some are probably reluctant followers. And if they're reluctant followers, he has a way to deal with them with that as well. Uh, if you read the comic books, a lot of this isn't coming as a huge surprise, but we'll get to see a little bit of that. So basically, Negan is going to impose his way one way or the other. Um, Sounds like we're going to see a lot of the same timeline, but through the other characters like viewpoints yeah they're yeah. gonna well they, they kind of did that with like the rise of the governor when we saw like uh the governor's journey yeah, yeah. in that one season frank yep. uh let me finish the rest of his quotes and i got a question for you okay um he goes on to say so in finding more so in finding out more about negan uh we'll find out how his life has been since the zombie apocalypse started since the outbreak began and we'll find out sort of how Negan has come to be who he is. He rules with an iron fist and a sense of humor. He's a very charismatic guy, but a lot of those questions will be answered and more are coming. But we're going to find out some backstory very quickly on how the saviors operate and how Negan operates. I think by mid-season or so, a lot of those questions will be answered. Uh, Frank, my question to you is, it sounds like this is coming straight from the horse's mouth. This is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's saying, you know what? Okay, we're going to find out a lot about Negan, a lot about his backstory. Right. You're going to find out about this guy, who he was before you know the apocalypse started. You're going to find out like his rise to power. You're going to learn how he operates the saviors. You're going to learn how he handles things when shit and when people fuck with him. Blah, 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 blah all this shit. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Episode one. Does it start with? Uh, does it start with uh, who he bashes their who, whose skull he bashes in, or does it start with this fucking story? I think it starts with this story. I think the last thing you're going to see within the first five minutes is that question answered. I think that'll be like the last thing that they cover in that first episode. What are we doing? What are so we they're going to dick tease you. What are we yeah, doing? Kind of begging on that. What are, they, what are they doing? Are they going eight? Uh, uh, Sixteen episode season. Yeah. Are they going eight episodes with this shit? I hope not. They need to dribble it in, like do like fifty fifty, um, not not like the exact same, but like the first episode of last season, mm-hmm. they had the flashback part that was in black and white, and then what was going on, uh, you know, at, at, at right then that was in color. I don't want to see them do that, but it, it's going to be different. I, I hope they don't drag it out like 
it needs to be interesting. We need to be able to see the characters that we've got attachments to. So I don't. I, it's not that I'm opposed to seeing stuff with Negan and stuff because I know some comic bits yeah. about that. But flesh it out, but do it in a smart way. Give us a mix. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this right now. Yeah. Do I want to know? Do I want to know who fucking Skull he bashed in? Yeah, I want to oh, yeah. know. Sure. I don't even watch. Yeah, but you know what? Guess what, Brian? Guess what, Frank? Guess what, Jay? <laughs> You're going to find out. Yeah. You're going to fucking find out. You're going to fucking find out. No, one way or the... Hold on. Let me ask you this question. Most of the people that watch The Walking Dead, are you just going to stop? No. No, you've gone no. six seasons. You're going into your seventh season. Yeah. I, I admit, I was hold on, like, hold on. Okay. Like people, people, people want the instant satisfaction, yeah. right? They want mm-hmm. the instant satisfaction. You know what? You know what? The, you know what? That final episode of last season showed me. It showed me Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be a fucking dope ass Negan. Yeah, this is yeah. not a guy that's going to be like a one off or mm-hmm. like a hit and miss like the governor. He's going right. to be around for a while, right? Yeah, and I think this. I think he's going to surpass with the. What the the governor? Oh yeah, did yeah. Is, is, is even the actor himself, and I enjoyed that actor that yeah. played the governor, mm-hmm. um, Morrissey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Morrissey, the the singer. The that, band. Who that was? No. Yeah, <laughs> that was his last name. I can't remember his first name. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember his first name either. But anyway, I think I think it's going to be fine. Like if they if they give me. Four, five, six episodes, whatever, showing me the rise of Negan. Mm-hmm. You're just expounding on that character that I really thought was intriguing in that final episode, anyway. Yeah. And I know that they're going to show us who got killed. Yeah, we're going to see it. Yeah, right. just like, give it to you right away, though. That Negan stories can hold up so to. well. That's the thing is they don't why, have to. Why, they, why drag the fans along? Because, because they're going to be there anyway. Secretly get off on. You're yeah. going to be there anyway. Yeah. Because they secretly get. I agree with Frank there. So they're trolling us a little bit, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, then, like the, even even the people that watch and bitch about it, yeah. like you're saying, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to watch. I mean, it's a captive many, audience. It, it took it took quite a few weeks for us to finally get like the Glenn Dumpster reveal. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? So they they can stretch this out if they want. And, and, oh, I'm they just, can. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't give a shit either way. Right. I don't give a shit. Like like I know there's going to be people. There's going to be fucking people that they they that as soon as like that first episode starts and it's the rise of Negan. Uh huh. People are going to be bitching like I want to. I want to know who got killed with the baseball bat. They got to know that they're not going to get that in the first five they're, minutes. They're going to They're going to be. They're going to be bitching about it, Frank. You're going to hear. I know. See it all over the place, and it's like. I don't give a shit. Right. I'm going to find out. Yeah. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. There'll be the time when I find out, and we'll find out that, yeah, okay, fucking uh, Abraham got killed. If anything, <laughs> it helps to add to that character to do the cock tease and give you that backstory right. beforehand. Right. I feel like the longer the cock tease, though, the bigger the payout has to be. I, like, I, I don't, I don't feel like you, at this I don't feel like you can not show for seven episodes and then have it be... Someone oh, they're not going to drag it out about. that long. I don't think they're going to drag it out that long. I'm willing to bet you find out, but it'd be at the end of the first episode. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's got to be the juice has to be worth the squeeze of like having that many episodes. Hmm. I, I all I know is that I, I don't think that there it's going to go. I'm going to say this. I don't think it's going to go to the way the route of the governor. I think like they tried to make the governor kind of, and you can disagree with me. I think they kind of tried to make him more of a sympathetic character in yeah. some respects. Like they showed a little bit of his backstory and like, 
you know, like his daughter dying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the rise of Negan, I think it's going to be anything but sympathetic. Oh, right. Wow, no sympathy. I think it's going to be anything but sympathetic. Yeah. He, he's going to be like like a major anti-hero. Yeah. It's like shit hit the fan and he instantly hit immediately where Rick's kind of at now. Yeah. And he's only gotten worse as time's gone on. Right. And this is like, this is like why Rick needs Shane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Rick's definitely on the same you, page as Shane like, was. Like, Shane was fucked up from, like, day two. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, where Shane would be right now? Oh, God. In this, <laughs> in, in this world? <laughs> no shit. He'd, oh he'd my be just God. like Negan, probably. Probably. Yeah. Oh, shit. Negan would probably be working for Shane. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Jesus. Yeah, wow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, while we're talking Walking Dead, I got this from The Wrap. AMC Network's president and CEO, Josh Sapan, thinks that The Walking Dead could be around for a long Long, long time to come at Wednesday's Goldman Sachs Communicopia Conference. The executive said AMC's hit zombie drama, quote, has incredible long life left in it and could continue to run for, quote, many, many more years. The Walking Dead, which is eas- which easily finished last season as the number one rated scripted series, enters season seven next month. Uh, Frank, you would agree because you fucking trashed on my South Park uh, premiere. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Green caught up there. <laughs> Jesus, welcome, welcome Took back. Me a welcome back, Flash. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Walking Dead, which easily finished last season as the number one rated scripted series, enters season seven next month. But Sapan said he could envision the franchise becoming as long lasting as Star Trek which recently celebrated its 50th anniversary. Yeah, without series or movies running all the way through that, though. Yeah, that, I, that's, a, that's a pretty lofty statement for uh, 50 years. Is that what you're getting at? Star Trek came and went three times, Sapan said. We do think that we have a franchise in The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. That is one of the rare franchises that you occasionally come across in what we do for a living. Um. Are you saying that Walking Dead can't be around for 50 years? Oh, I'm not Fear, saying that. Well, I think Fear the Walking Dead is a good example of how they can fuck that up. It's still getting great, pretty good ratings. Not as good as Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't watch past like the second episode. I, I thought it was horrible. I, I watched all of the first season. Forced myself to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do a podcast, Frank. <laughs> Did, like you're not watching it currently, though? No, haven't watched an episode of season two. I, that, it's going off the comic. I mean, I don't doubt that it's a juggernaut in what it's doing. And, I, it, yeah, it's got a lot of material left in it because they hit this part in the uh, comics, what was it, 2010, that we're getting ready to start in the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's still got a lot of material left to you know expand upon. But kind of like they, they, I mean, if Game of Thrones can go past the books, Walking Dead can go past the comics. Well, oh, that, they, do, they do switch stuff up, too. But sure. I mean that that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty lofty statement to say that it could go for fifty years. No, no, no. He's not saying that the Walking Dead TV show is going to be going on for fifty years. He's saying that the franchise he believes has legs that can go on for fifty years. Iterations so, of it will exist. Absolutely. Yeah. The, it, the, another thing with that too, though, is like a lot of the spinoff type stuff. Like, okay, as an example, like the Telltale Games Walking Dead stuff is really good, mm-hmm. but they've tried to have like a couple of first person shooter spinoffs from it, and those were terrible. I think if they want it to last a long time, they need to be really yeah, careful they, about they, how they use the property. They better fix those games. 
Yeah, it's yeah. part no. of the games. It's not the <laughs> franchise, but you can you can fuck up a franchise by selling shitty shit from it. Yeah, um, Star Trek is still going to be around for another fifty years. It doesn't matter how fucked up some of these new movies are coming out. Yeah, uh, or the merchandise. Or, yeah, that may. I guess my point is, is that like it's just a little questionable about how they're using that franchise. People are obsessed far. with zombies. People are obsessed with space, and I think as long as people are obsessed with space. And zombies, I think that people will have um, – spe- I mean, especially – like, think about it this way, Frank. People that are growing up watching The Walking Dead now, in 20 years, they might want to share this, like, with their kids. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. So I can see these characters – like, I, honestly, Frank, if you talk to me in 20 years, if I haven't gone senile and if, <laughs> if I'm not suffering from dementia or something <clears> – <throat> You could probably ask me about The Walking Dead, and I could still tell you about Daryl. I could still tell you about Carl and Rick and Carol and all these characters. These characters are part of our pop culture zeitgeist that we live in now. These definitely. These characters, everyone knows them. And as long as there's love for this original series, which Star Trek only ran three seasons, Frank. Yeah. Yeah, the original series did, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying that. As long as people have love for this original series, they're going to want to see other iterations of this show. I don't think what Sapan is saying here is that Walking Dead, this season that we're watching, this series that we're watching now is going to go on for 50 years. I think he's just saying that the Walking Dead brand, he believes, could be around in 50 years. Now, do I think that I know it's going to be? No, but do I think it has the potential, the legs to do that? Absolutely. I get you. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and- I agree. I agree. It's a tough journey 50 years, but if anything can do it out now, it's one of them. It's one of them. There 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 aren't things like there there's Star Trek, there's Star Wars, and I'm telling you, man, right now the, the there's it's hard to make to be a TV phenomenon now. Yeah. It was easier back in the day because you only had three channels. Anybody who was on those three channels mm-hmm. was famous. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what the show was. It could be any stupid show. If you're on one of those three channels, the network channels, years ago, you were famous. Now there are hundreds of channels so it's harder to make that mark now especially streaming services streaming services the walking dead has everybody's attention it the the premiere of the walking dead for season seven will have just as many new trailers dropping that night in my opinion the only thing that comes close is the super bowl Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it is the big. Walking Dead is the Super Bowl for TV premieres because they know people are watching, mm-hmm. and people are going to be watching to find out who killed who, who Negan killed. And yeah. you know what? You know how they can guarantee reading ratings for the next week? <laughs> they don't show you. Yeah, <laughs> they don't show you. You get more people to come back the next week. People some will whine. Pe- some people will back. drop off, Jake. Yeah. Some people will drop off that week. And they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just binge watch the rest of it. No, they want the Nielsen ratings. <laughs> you have to be watching it live on your fucking TV that night. You can't DVR it. That doesn't count for Nielsen. They want they want families' butts in seats watching The Walking Dead. They want those Nielsen ratings. That's what they're going to do. So they, I think that they can stretch it out. Now, could I eat crow on this? 
Absolutely. They yeah. can show us who he fucking killed that very day and that, that in the premiere episode. But <laughs> do I think that do I think that the studio executives, do I think the TV executives could be like, you know what? They're going to watch anyway. We, we want the ratings because yeah. they, they've plateaued. The ratings have not dipped, but they've plateaued. They haven't, they haven't they've been going out. They, yes. Yeah. Yes. They're great. They're still great ratings. Oh, yeah. Number one show on cable. Right. Scripted show. Right. So. All I'm saying, we went off on a fucking tangent there. I did. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, I do think that this, I think this is a franchise, I think this is a phenomenon as far as TV's concerned. Oh, it's the, one and, of the biggest phenomenons we've seen in a long time. And in this day and age, Frank, that's some, that's impressive. That, you just don't have that anymore, Frank. No, I know that. You had three channels back in the day. Even, even 20 years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. even with more, more channels, yeah. it was still easier. Yeah. I mean, like Mulder and Scully, like they're, you know, pop culture icons right. and, you know, stuff like that. So with all your praise, Jake, are you going to be watching now? Am I going to watch Walking Dead? Uh, <laughs> probably not. say no. <laughs> probably not. No. I think it's a fantastic series. It's good. Can't I wait it. for it. I, I'm slowly watching it. Like I, wa- every now and again, I watch an episode on Netflix. Yeah. I'm not, Completely not watching it, but I, I'm just not on the cusp of it. Oh, man. Give me give me some more Negan, man. I Jeff, Jeffrey that. Dean Morgan was fantastic. I did watch yeah. that scene, and I thought that oh, was great. Oh, man. I loved, I, loved how he was, I loved how he was talking to Rick. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Because you know why? You know why I like that? Because like, nobody's done that before. Nobody's done that before. And, 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 and if they have, like Rick they're got cocky. They're dead? Rick got, uh, yeah, they're dead. And yeah. Rick got cocky right away. I... I, uh, man alive. I, I, you know, I've already told you guys, I love a good story of vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, 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 the more evil that Jeffrey Dean Morgan can make Negan. Oh yeah. The more I'm going to want to see Rick fucking, you know, cut his throat or whatever. And that's what I'm excited for because as bad ass as what Rick is, Negan's got him in a place now where he's completely fucked. Yeah. He's got no way out and he's mm-hmm. relishing every minute of it. He's mm-hmm. loving it. He's getting off on this so, shit. I want you to think about this. How cocky Negan is. I also want you to think about how many Ricks he already has in his group. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like his first rodeo with guys like Rick. Uh, no, 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 no. So he's not looking at Rick as like a big threat because he's got Ricks in his group right now. What he thinks are Ricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a fantastic season, Frank. I yeah, can't wait, man. I'm pretty pumped. Can't fucking wait. You guys ready to move on to the Marvel news? Yeah, sure. All right, let's move on to some Marvel news. I'm a talker, man. What happens? I yammer on, right? <laughs> Jesus. Marvel news. People listen to this fucking show and they're just like, God damn it, that Brian guy, I wish he'd shut the fuck up. It is interesting, though, thinking about what other franchise in the last five years could last that long. Yeah. And- as a franchise, Game of Thrones could, but the showrunners have already said they're not interested in coming back for spin I don't think there's enough material like there is for, for Walking Dead. I don't know about that. I've, I've been reading that book. That for Mark 50 years. I, there's enough, I mean, you, you can, can still go off the book for that, but I mean, the history of Westeros is completely filled with shit like what's happening right now in Game of Thrones. There's a lot of material there. Yeah, I just think, I think you oversaturate it with Game of Thrones at a certain point. Yeah, I, I think you I get too much. Too. I think like with Walking Dead, it's just like I think the the this, this you can always d- introduce like new characters and zombies, and it's always going to work. For some reason, it's just going to work. It's because the zombies <clears throat> are the constant. Yeah, so. yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Oh. Marvel news. It's spilling over into this. <laughs> Marvel, yeah. yeah. Fucking zombie infection gets into everything. Bob Iger confirmed this week in a Goldman Sachs uh, conference that Disney is planning Marvel films through uh, twenty uh, through the twenty twenties. Hmm. That's surprise there. Yeah, I, th- I thought they were going to wrap it up. <laughs> just doesn't have just doesn't have legs. Yeah. No staying power. Nothing. Figured after this Avengers thing, we were done. That's it. <laughs> Infinity War wraps up, and we're done. Yeah, <laughs> there's an infinite to end to infinity. Everyone go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. What else do I got? <laughs> I got plenty more. Latino reviewers claiming that they know the plot for the uh, the Infinity War film coming out. Oh, do they? Here's what they said. We've been in contact with our galactic Marvel spies, and we now have an outline of a plot synopsis for Avengers Infinity War. Unlike the other major Marvel Comics crossover arcs that have had their exact names stolen for the big screen, Age of Ultron and Civil War, for example, Avengers Infinity War is going to start with the exact premise of the Infinity Gauntlet. Makes sense, completely. Comic book crossover series as opposed to the actual Infinity War storyline. For the non-geeks, Infinity Gauntlet is the crossover where Thanos obtains and wields the Infinity Gauntlet with all the Infinity Gems. Infinity War is Adam Warlock fighting Magus, and those characters don't look like they are a part of the equation this time out. Yeah. Marvel's Avengers Infinity War will feature the Mad Titan Thanos uh, trying to impress the personification of Death, who will be a woman. Thanos assembles all six Infinity Stones and utilizes the gauntlet to have godlike powers. His grand plan is that Death will also feel love for him if he brings her enough souls, so he decides to extinguish half the life in the universe to impress her. Um, this stuff makes sense. I mean, it's the Marvel comic movies, they're just going to name it whatever draws the most attention to the uninitiated. You know, Infinity Gauntlet just doesn't sound as hype as Infinity War to the people that have no knowledge of the comic books they're based off of in the first place. Right. And the people that do know, they know the gist anyway. It's it's no big deal. Yeah. So I, I kind of expected it to be more the Infinity Gauntlet story anyway. Right. Than dealing with all the Infinity War stuff. Um. Latino Review went out to talk about death a little bit more. Death, the personification of death, is going to be in Avengers Infinity War. Previous fan rumors have noticed that Kate Blanchett's Hela could substitute for the death characters, uh, death character in the comics. No, I don't like that. I, I, I read this article, too, and I remember thinking, nah. And what we've learned uh, doesn't prove or disprove this theory. We can only confirm that death is in the movie and is female. Um you like that Hella and Death? I hate the same that. I hate terrible. that. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I hate and it. And I don't yeah. want Kate Blanchett as the character. Yeah, no. Well, people are acting like stunned to find out that Death is going to be an actual woman in the movies. And Jake, two years ago on our podcast, yeah. we I read a quote um, when Josh Brolin, he was talking to IGN, he said this. His relationship with Death, he's talking about Thanos. I, I remember this. Yeah, he remember says his too. relationship with Death, who is actually the woman, I love that. You can take Sin City and pump it full of steroids, and then uh, you can take Sin City, in which Brolin plays a man obsessed with a dark-hearted woman, mm-hmm. and pump it full of steroids, and then you have Thanos. I like that he's motivated by that. Not just motivated by destruction or death or this or that. He's motivated by very identifiable human trait. I didn't get the feeling, like, from that quote that he was talking about 
just the comics. I felt like he was also talking about death in the films. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I, I've always said that death is going to be in this. It's going to be the, yeah. the motivator that's for not, why he does what he does. I, that's why I was kind of surprised. Like everybody was like, kind of like, whoa, whoa, death is going to be an actual, you know, physical manifestation of death. Yes. The female physical manifestation. I'm just like, I, we, I reported this two years ago. I, I, you have to do it to tell the Infinity Gauntlet story. Right. There's yeah. no way around it. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't surprise anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for them to us to get a shot of Thanos and then them to pan over to the left or right and we see her for the first time. Yeah, that'll be That'd super be cool. exciting. And it'll flip back between the skeleton yes. and her flesh form, yes. like in the comic. Yes. I always love that. I love it, too. Um, but yeah, I hate the idea of Kate Blanchett's Hella as death. Oh yeah, hate it. yeah, that's Absolutely such a shortcut, unnecessary yeah. shortcut. Um, the article from Latino Review does continue. It says, so far on the hero side, we know the living Avengers will show up, as will the Guardians of the Galaxy team. Nick Fury will also be making his grand return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Infinity War goes into production the first Monday in November, in November down in Atlanta. Josh Bolin is reportedly already doing performance capture work as Thanos. We'll keep you updated as the plot of Infinity War further reveals itself. Yeah, the big takeaway that I got from what you read is that we will not see Nick Fury until the Infinity War movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. They're going to give him a pretty big break then. So. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, him not showing up in... Uh, he wouldn't show up in uh, Doctor Four, Strange, Doctor Strange Guard- Guardians 2, which we did expect anyway. Yeah, when's uh, when's this movie come out? 2017? Yeah, that's correct. No, 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 no. Infinity War? Uh, oh, no, yeah, no. Is it 18? No, it's 18. Okay, so it'll come out at, right after Black Panther. Yes. So Black Panther comes out in February 2018, so it'll be the first movie after Black Panther. Yes. Okay. So and then part two comes out, or part two, or whatever the fuck it is, Avengers four. A year later, that'll come out the year later. Yep. All right. Cool. I still think they're going to bleed over the doppelgangers from Infinity War into this movie. I think that's the one part they're going to they're going to keep because they don't need to deal with Magus or yeah. Adam Warlock, and it's just a cool visual to have yeah. these monstrosity evil versions of all these characters. Right. I don't think they're going to be able to ignore that. Okay. I bet you that part of Infinity War stays. Uh, and we'll hear about it before the movie comes out. There's no way those set photos are not going to leak. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, guys. Uh, blah, 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 blah. See, what am I talking? What am I talking about next? Oh yeah, uh, we're all gearing up for Luke Cage next week. Yeah, cool. I got my gear. You I got get, my boombox. Yeah, I got your gold chain. You got my gold <laughs> chain. Yeah, got my Christmas tree. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> We're all gearing up for Luke Cage next week, especially Jake. It's Brass fucked knuckles. up. <laughs> it's really fucked up. Tribe called Quest albums. You kind of look like Mr. T right now. It's yeah. a little fucked up. I'm ready. Jeez. I'm ready. I hope I don't get in trouble at work for my gearing up. Yeah. Uh, but what what about Jessica Jones season two, guys? What about it? Are we getting it? Uh, we are definitely getting it. It looks like she's going to be pretty psychologically fucked up after Kilgrave and might be suffering from uh, elements of PTSD. Esquire magazine talked with the showrunner Melissa Rosenberg, who is actually a writer for uh, Showtime's Dexter mm. before this. Uh, they talked to her about season two of Jessica Jones. Uh, quote, she was kind of messed up even before Kilgrave came along. And so in season two, we can explore what's possible for her moving forward. And what's possible is not a mirac- miraculous recovery. 
Uh, throughout season one, Jessica attempts to move on with her life. Uh, her attempts to move on with her life were thwarted at every turn by a gleeful Kilgrave. But with him out of the picture, the cracks in her coping skills become more apparent. Uh, I learned from working on Dexter that you can advance the character, but you can never, but you can never want to cure the character. Rosenberg said, mm. "With Dexter, the moment he felt guilt or accepted that he was bad, the show's over. He's no longer a sociopath. Mm-hmm. The equivalent for us would be if Jessica somehow recovered from the damage that had been done to her. People just don't heal. You don't go through that just to say, oh." He got arrested. He's in jail. I'm okay now. <laughs> Time for ice cream. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kilgrave's fate was a little more final than a jail sentence, but the same principle applies for Jessica. That trauma is a huge part of who she is now. So uh, I I love where they're going. Yeah, it sounds yeah. interesting. Sounds it sounds great. like they don't even maybe need a villain yeah. with that kind of storyline. It sounds like and I was worried. I, I was really worried about season two. Yeah, no Kilgrave. No Kilgrave. That's what I was worried about. But it's, it sounds like the show is in good hands with Melissa Rosenberg. It sounds like she's got a good head on her shoulders and a good feel for the character. Yeah, yeah it and sounds like, like she knows what she's doing. Exactly. Knows how to tell a story. Exactly. Knows how to keep it moving. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm impressed by those statements, too. Yeah. I, I had to read these because... One of the things I was really worried about Jessica Jones season two. Me too. I, I me re- too. really enjoyed the first season, and yeah, I was like, "Where do you go from Kilgrave?" Yeah, I think it's my favorite still of all the Netflix. Stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah. I like it just a little bit more than Daredevil season one. Yeah, I think. God damn it, uh, Daredevil season. one, I think I still got to go with Daredevil season one. It's close. It's tit for tat. God damn it! There, there's just so many, so many great episodes in Daredevil season one. I mean, it's just so many great episodes. I love him saving the young boy, and I love mm-hmm. the Wilson Fisk episode. It's so good. But yeah. no, you, you, they're real close. They're real close. I like they're head and shoulders above Daredevil season two. Yeah, Jessica Jones was the nail biter yeah. for me. Like yeah. I Daredevil, I watched it all. It took about three weeks. Jessica Jones was like three days. Okay, Tenet is like my absolute favorite person ever. Yeah. So I, know, I gotta go with that. You're just a biased fuck. <laughs> what? I fucking love me some tenant. You're a biased son of a bitch. He's on my list. I love I love I love him too. I introduced you to Tenet. I know, man. I can't thank you enough for that. <laughs> He's like my favorite actor. I don't get like fan about gra- anything. Grace Point fan. I don't know anything about that, but if he's in it, I want to watch it. Yeah, well, watch, he's in both versions. Watch Broadchurch. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been seeing ads for that. I need yeah. to check that out. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Um, so season two of Jessica Jones. It's going to come out after uh, after Defenders. Awesome. So she's going to be in Defenders, isn't she? Correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. Well, so she'll we'll get even more damaged. So yeah. <laughs> More damage than the Joker. Joker. Uh, easily, easily. She's going to have easily. that tattoo on her forehead. She's going to have it everywhere. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, John Bernthal, who played uh, the Shane. Punisher and Shane, <laughs> uh, he could appear in The Defenders or Iron Fist. Uh, I'm guessing Defenders. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. But here's why. There was a tweet from New York Comic Con, the New York Comic Con account on Twitter, that said this. Due to his Netflix production schedule... John at Johnny Bernthal will only be at New York Comic Con on Saturday and Sunday. Hmm. So maybe just one episode of Iron Fist. Uh, crazy, crazy that they'd put that out there. But yeah, and maybe maybe 
Just a cameo. Ah, oh, man. I, I'm, I want him to be in Defenders. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just they're leading up to Defenders, and by Iron Fist, you're in high gear. Defenders is going to start filming here shortly. I know, I know, and Iron Fist is the series before it, so they probably really want to... They've already had a little bit of connective tissue in each mm-hmm. Netflix Marvel series, yeah. Yeah. and maybe Dribble for that last one before Defenders, they want to really drive it home that coming next is everyone mm-hmm. together. Yeah, dribble them in in Iron Fist, and then have them in Defenders a whole lot more. Where does he fit in at Iron Fist? I wouldn't fucking know at all. Like I said, just one one scene... Of him doing something, I don't know. All right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guess, I'm still guessing that he's going to show up in Defenders. Oh I, yeah, I, I that's can't, the safe bet. Yeah, I can't see him not showing up in Defenders. Oh well, for hundred percent for sure there. Okay, but I'm saying this is a lead in to just all of them. Maybe in this same episode, multiple characters. I, are... I'm, 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 I don't, I, I don't think that he's going to show. Up. I'm saying he will not show up in in uh, Iron Fist. Okay, I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm talking to Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so, so you're telling me there's a chance. Yep. I'm sorry, I found that funny. Um, that was funny. Chadwick Boseman, he's going to be playing Black Panther. He spoke with uh, Yahoo Movies and uh, teased the origin story and other Black Panthers for the Black Panther film. Saying, if you saw the tease at the end of civil uh, at the end of civil war in Wakanda, that's <coughs> excuse me, that's more mystery there. So I think there's a lot to reveal about the character. You're going to learn about Wakanda, its culture, its traditions, the past. You can go through all the comic books and know that there's more Panthers that have existed in the past. That's origin. Wow. Sounds cool. Wow. He just says you're going to learn more about Wakanda, its cultures, its traditions, the past. And then he says you can – he doesn't just say – he just doesn't – I don't think he's just mentioning this willy-nilly. No. I don't think Chadwick Boseman says things all willy-nilly. <laughs> I don't think he's a willy-nilly kind of guy. I don't think he's just saying this because he's been reading comics. It feels like he knows that they've got a plan for this movie, and he's saying you can go through the comic books and know that there's more Panthers that have existed in the past. That's yeah, origin. Yeah, dummy. There's more Panthers. There's more <laughs> Panthers. Do you guys think that we're going to see – Scenes from the okay, Marvel's been doing this quite a bit. They've been doing this quite a bit. Yeah, Black, been, Black been, Panther and uh, Doctor Strange. We've been seeing a lot of scenes from the past. Oh, how did Civil War open up? Oh yeah, uh, you know we saw we saw uh, we saw uh, Robert Downey Jr. as a young man. Oh, uh, the de aging of Chadwick the, Boseman is that? What no, we're, no, 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 no. <laughs> they would just show him as a baby. I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about like they've been just going into the past. I'm not talking about de aging yeah. technology. I'm just saying like uh, they've been going into the past. Do you think uh, – and in uh, Winter Soldier, we saw a very young uh, – no, it was Ant-Man. We saw a very young Michael Douglas. Yeah. Oh, Captain yeah. America, the whole movie's in the past. Right. So um, I'm thinking that they could – do you think that they're going to show a flashback of, uh, of maybe uh, T'Chaka? Uh, yeah. We're going to oh, see yeah. his father in action yeah. as right. a Black Panther. They've yeah. already established that they're not – you know, shy about dipping back into that or doing flashbacks and things like that. So I bet we will. Hundred yeah. percent, we're seeing him, him and his father. Yeah, as Black Panthers. Yeah, if not more people. Yeah, man, what a fucking cast this movie's got. Oh wow, it's fucking stacked. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, you got fucking uh, Denai Guerrera from fucking The Walking Dead. Fucking Michonne. Michonne. Yep. You got fucking uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. 
We haven't even got confirmation if we're going to get Andy Serkis in this movie or not. I, I, I don't, I don't know if he's signed on. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, at this point, they don't even need him. I'd prefer to have him, but I, I think the movie has legs without. I him. think it'd be fine if he showed up like at the end, yeah. like maybe in a post-credit scene yeah. as Claw. But like right now with Michael B. Jordan, give him the spotlight. I don't want them turning this into fucking Amazing Spider-Man Two. No, no, we got too many <laughs> villains and shit. You I agree. I, mean? I agree. They yeah. don't necessarily need circus. Yeah, maybe like a post-credit scene or something like that. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. I also I I found this today. I just found this today. It's more Black Panther news. Um, the title of this article. It was from uh, Quora Digest. It was like, what is the specialty of Black Panther's ring? Does it have any magical powers? And the answer came from Anthony Russo. And he said Black Panther's ring is special to him because it was worn by his father, the king. When he puts it on for the first time in Civil War, it's symbolic of him taking on his father's role. As for its powers... We will all have to wait for the Black Panther movie. So oh. that's a yes. <laughs> that's so cheesy. What the hell? Yeah. Everything this episode, we're, yeah. we're dick teasing you and throwing you along. Jesus. Jeez. I'm sorry. I can't give you concrete fucking news this week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just title this episode Dick Tease. Dick Tease. Yeah. Who's Negan going to kill? Does this ring have powers? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you need a little tease. If you get the money shot all the time, it just doesn't mean as much. That's true. Yeah. Guys, I got one thing for DC News. Oh, we're already on to DC News. DC News. Got one motherfucking thing. So it's time for DC News. Yeah, that was Marvel News. Light, new, light news week. Hey, good times. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC News. It's time for DC News, you fucking pieces of shit. All right, you fucking pieces of shit. Fucking. I love the, the way she enunciates oh, that. She's, go- she's so good. Fucking. <laughs> I uh, I ordered some bumpers for people for the Patreon. Uh, she hasn't made them yet. She's she's on. I think she's like on vacation right now. Oh yeah. So she paused her gig and everything. But she's like, hey, I'll make those for you. So I'm waiting for her to make those. And and uh, as soon as those uh, are made, I'll I'll start sending those to people. Fucking. We don't get to hear them on the show. No, I'm gonna play them on the show. And then yeah. I'm gonna. That's awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna send them. I'm. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna actually like people have been sending me like things about themselves. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, what they want in the bumper and whatever. And I'm picking and choosing what I like from what they've been sending me. And these, I've You're got, like an evil supervillain. I've, I've compiling <laughs> all these facts. About I've got it. three of them that are made up, and I'm telling you, they're fucking awesome. Fucking uh, awesome. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that much. They're, they're going to be great when they fucking come out. Um, but uh, I'm going to read the original email that the person sent me. Uh-huh. Okay. About the facts about themselves, uh-huh. and then I'm going to follow it up by playing the actual bumper that I had made. Oh, nice! And so we can see your work, your you magic. Can, you can, yes, you can. <laughs> and, and these these are fucking good. These first three, I'm excited. I can only Damn imagine that. that people aren't going to get exactly what they asked for, and that's going to be awesome. Oh, I can't put in everything. Like some people don't send me shit; they send me like a couple things, and then like some people give me their whole life story. <laughs> but I'm just going to pick through like what I want. Oh, sure. So, yeah, it's like yeah. rummaging around in the garbage of their life <laughs> and looking looking for those special gems, you know? Nice, nice. Guys, last week we were recording on Batman Day, and uh, Jake, you celebrated it like a motherfucker last <laughs> week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, you did. I don't even bring it up. You crazy son of a don't bitch. Don't even bring it up. I still feel it. Jesus. <laughs> you just, yeah. you loved your Batman Day. Oof, I tell you. Damn. 
I watched all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking one of them. Adam West, fucking. You're playing. Yeah, you're playing. Mask of the Phantasm. Oh goddamn! I was playing Batman soundtrack. Two: Return of the Joker on my Nintendo. Uh, you got yeah. You, <laughs> Jake got uh, kissed by a rose on the grave and all that other shit. That oh, day. Yeah, all that stuff happens. It was you, great. Fucking rock, Batman Day. Playing, it's, it's not every year, is it? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> every year, every Ugh. year. You were playing Prince and Seal. It was insane. Oof. But anyway, uh, that very day, Umberto Gonzalez from the Rap had a rumor. About about the Batman solo film, and here's what he tweeted. What scoop can I give you on Batman Day? The standalone film does not take place entirely in Arkham with all the villains on the loose. So that's the big rumor that we were hearing, that the whole movie is going to take place in Arkham, and I kept kept thinking to myself... That sounds dumb. I was like, yeah, I liked it the first time when they called it Dread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're going to get multiple locations within the Batman film. So it's... I think that's smart. Yeah. I, yes, the whole movie, especially if like if it's a like they're saying it like Deathstroke is the main villain. It's like and the whole movie takes place in Arkham. <laughs> yeah, so I you give Deathstroke that. no credit. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're doing that. That just sounds crazy. Yeah, that's when the ratings are low. You're right. like, we're going to Arkham. Yeah, <laughs> all, all <laughs> right. the villains. <laughs> right. So but everybody's saying like, so who who hires who hires fucking uh, Deathstroke? I don't know. Do you think? I mean, he's not doing this on his on his own, right? No, right. no way. He's hired. Okay, because like I feel like Deadshot would do this on his own. Like I feel like Deadshot. Like when you watch the Suicide Squad, it mm-hmm. feels like Deadshot. Like that's his goal is to kill the bat. Yeah, you know? yeah, but, yeah. But like yeah. Deathstroke, it's like somebody somebody had to hire Deathstroke, right? Yeah. Yes, I you know? agree. I Be agree. interesting. Do you think that they're not going to reveal that until the end of the movie? Like, oh, that's, exactly. That's going to at be least like, I hope so. Right. I hope it's not a. That Deathstroke is a mid-level boss, and then there's a main boss. I think what they're gonna do is like they're, they'll tease it, and then like the next movie after that is gonna be the rise of Deathstroke, and then I'm, I'm fucking with you. I'm, 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 I'm going back to The Walking Dead with the uh, rise of me. Oh god, yeah, nobody got it. Um, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Should have said it. Nice, nice try. <laughs> I know. I know. A for effort. Yeah, you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm, I don't know. Can't all be winners. Exactly. You know, I'm not batting a thousand. No. You know, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Not like I don't have those. It happens. You're man enough to admit it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I I, I call them like I see them. It made sense when you explained it, but that's the definition of not working. (laughs) Like I knew, like I heard, when I heard crickets, I was just like, okay, now I got to explain it. And then I was like, ah, you got to explain it because otherwise if I like, if I don't explain it, then people are just going to think I'm fucking crazy. You're nuts. Like, oh, this guy's fucking clinically insane. The speaker. Speaking of Arkham Asylum, Brian, eh, maybe you should take a visit there, you know? Yeah. I'm texting Frank after the show, being like, like dude, what, what the, the hell? fuck was up with that, dude? <laughs> dude, do you think we need a new showrunner? <laughs> the Rise of Deathstroke? <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, off my producer, right? Yeah, I'm glad Shit. you explained it. Yeah, me too. Shit, I almost lost my spot on the show. My <laughs> <laughs> <Like> one sentence. <laughs> that one sentence saved you. <laughs> Guys, let's... <laughs> let's, um... I'm gonna fuck it. Let's take a break. Yeah, you need it. You need <laughs> it. Dying. I need Dude, it. Do CPR here. Uh, uh, the defibrillators let's, out. Let's take <laughs> a break. We'll come back with Star Wars news. And uh, yeah, cool. All right, good shit. All right.
Hey, welcome back. Hey, we're back. We're back. Welcome back, you lively fucks. Yeah. <laughs> welcome back. I'm about to go back, in a lounge style. Back. I think I've oh, had enough Jesus. sitting up, <laughs> trying to trying to get you get you two to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> God. Frank took a five hour energy, but yeah, there's no hope for me. God, <laughs> lively sons of bitches this week. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm trying to inject some fucking energy into this shit. <laughs> it's so hard. Yet somehow still it sounds more exciting than Ryan from last week. Guy, well, you know, it, it, I need a little bit. You know, I'm giving you. I'm giving you a lot. Yeah, you are. I'm giving you the full Monty. I'm giving you. <laughs> I'm giving. I'm giving you the full. Uh, you know. Uh, three inches. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, about I'm giving lane. it back. <laughs> I'm trying to run the train, but I can't get on it. <laughs> Guys, it's time now for some Star Wars news. Yes. You got what the Misa saying. You were supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. That's not true. That's impossible. All right, real quick, Bob Iger confirmed that Star Wars films uh, will, uh, they're making Star Wars, Star Wars films past 2021, 2021, so no shit, moving on. Yeah, um, I predict Star Wars will last for the next 50 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read a really interesting article this week from Making Star Wars, and it was titled, The Potential Importance of Darth Vader's Melted Helmet. Hmm. This is all I got for Star Wars news this week. Talking but, about the old melted helmet some more. Talking about the old melted helmet. How did he get that? What up with the melted helmet? <laughs> <laughs> it talked uh, It talked first about some of the stories from the books and comics that are now canon to the Star Wars universe. First, they mentioned the Lando comic series by Charles Soule, which I read and I gave it a taste it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that really stood out in that comic was the dark side objects. I remember you talking about those. Yes, I'll read a little. Uh, I'll read a little bit from the article here. Uh, on the surface, the story is about a heist Lando organizes in which he steals one of the Emperor Palpatine's personal space cruisers. Within that ship is part of Palpatine's collection of Sith artifacts, including one particular item, which corrupts the minds of some of Lando's crew. The most memorable moment from this miniseries comes when we discover why Lobot acts like a human computer. His depressing predicament leaves a lasting impression on Lando as well as the reader. By ending the miniseries on such a down note, the most important detail of the story gets shuffled into the background. The detail is the object which corrupted Lando's crew. It was a mask which we discover was created by a Sith sculptor named Lord Momin. Unfortunately, that is the only solid information we learn about this mask, so it's unclear if it was kept by Lord Momin or a different Sith. Uh, uh, hold on, sir. Unfortunately, that is the only solid information we learn about this mask, so it is unclear if it was kept by Lord Momin or a different Sith. Was the was the eventual owner? Oh, so we're speculating that Darth Vader's mask may possibly be a dark side object. Ah, you're jumping the gun there, Chief. Okay, all right, yeah, all right. Uh, fuck everything else. Yeah, let's just get to that. 
the foreplay. I, I, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to give you a little bit of background here. It's, sorry, yeah, sorry. I was Jake, distracted by something happening to Lobot. What happened to poor Lobot? Now we just want the D. Let, the let, details. Let, let me give you this story. Okay, <laughs> we'll get back to Lobot. I'll let, I'll, I'll let you read Lando. Let's talk about the mask. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, you're all over. You know what? I can't get you to say fucking three words before Star Wars news, and now you're jumping to the end, and now you're, now you're asking me about the Lobot. Yeah, I love Lobot. I like Lobot too. And no, this is this is like they really give you a lot of Lobot in this. Wow. They give you like you get a lot of Lando and Lobot moments in that series. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking, right. I'm talking about Darth Vader's mask. All right, back to the mask. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh what we do know is that it was a lifeless object imbued in the dark side that was strong enough to not only physical physical change the two royal guards who were protecting the treasures, their faces were warped and monstrous, but was able to completely alter the minds of those influenced by it. That influence was able to turn allies and lovers against one another, as well as control the mind of the most intellectual person on the mission. Yeah, it was fucked up. That's crazy. Um, there were two... Um, there. There, there were two creatures within that Lando series. They were almost like they, it, it kind of reminded me of like uh, they they kind of like the the height of like those Avatar creatures. Okay, but they kind of look cat like, and they were lovers. And one of them turned on the other when they became uh, in contact with the Sith Lord Mask. Ooh, how badly turned! They were fighting each other. Wow, they were fighting each other, and it eventually took over both of them. Hmm. Damn. Um. So let's take a moment to examine the significance of this Sith object. As we have heard many times, the Force is naturally part is, a, is naturally part of all living things. Keyword: living. The idea that a lifeless object like a mask would have some sort of Force power that is able to control a person is an affront to the natural order. The Jedi would never manipulate the living Force by imprinting it on an inanimate object. With the purpose of controlling others. Now, you can bring up the lightsaber that Ray held, mm. but it only had scattered memories within it, and it didn't use any form of mind control over Ray that we know of. It could have just been a trigger object, too. It might not even have necessarily been the lightsaber that gave her the vision. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have just triggered the vision within her. There's a lot of shit that that lightsaber went through, though. It fucking killed kids. It saw a, a, a Padawan turn, well, not Padawan, but saw Anakin turn on basically his brother. I've had things remind me of certain things. Like, I'll be listening to a song mm-hmm. that I haven't heard in 20, 30 years. And it'll bring me back, take me back, give me memories. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. But I've never heard that song and actually been whisked away into that world. Yeah, but you're not a Jedi, and you don't you don't feel the Force. You're not Force-sensitive. Yeah, but I don't think that, uh, you know, fucking, uh, you know, Ray listening to fucking some bullshit song is going to, like, whisk her away into that world. I'm just saying, like, I think the object gave her... The, I think the the force gave her that vision. We roundabout agree here. Yeah. Uh, there's no argument. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the article it goes on to say the next dark side object of significance we see as the saga progresses is in the novel Aftermath by Chuck Wendig. A group calling themselves the Acolytes of the Beyond are shown collecting a relic which they believe is the lightsaber of Darth Vader. I saw those guys on WWE last week. The Acolytes of the Beyond. 
So it was Jake's turn for a joke that didn't make sense. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, Jake knows how both of us have watched our big WWE fans, so he was like, "Man, this one's gonna land." <laughs> Someone out there will laugh. Somebody out there is. Yeah, I think I've said that before. <laughs> some fucking jackal out there is laughing his ass off. They, they defeated the Bushwhackers. We'll get a. Week. We'll get a fucking. Uh, iTunes review about it next week. Nice. Jake's oh, the man. Jake's the man. <laughs> that WWE joke was the dopest joke ever. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, they claim that their intent is to destroy it. They're talking about the lightsaber of Darth Vader. They claim that their intent is to destroy it so it can be returned to its master in death. Since book three of the trilogy has not been released... We still do not know the end game of these acolytes or if they truly intend to destroy the lightsaber or any other relic they have been collecting. It's entirely plausible that they have other plans for the items they are gathering. We also have been told who is leading the group. Uh, we also have not been told who is leading the group. The only fact we know for sure is that they are actively collecting items that have some sort of dark side significance. Hmm. Wow. Have you read that book, the Aftermath book? Did you get through that at all? I have. No, there's two books. Yeah. Now. I hear the second book is really good. The oh. first book, I'm not hearing great things. It's like I've, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., except it gets good. I've got both um, both downloaded onto Audible. Yeah. I just need to listen to them both. Yeah, I've got the first one. I wasn't going to download the second until I made it through the first. I need I need to start that. I really do need to start that before the next movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, I wanted to get into all the Star Wars novel, novels before it became too overwhelming. Yeah. I need to do that sooner. It's going to be too overwhelming again. I know. I hear you. I got halfway through that one book with Leia, Bloodlines, and it... Kind of dry. Oh God! I heard Bloodlines. Uh, well, I know I re- Bloodlines Le- Leia book. Yeah, it's great. I I got like halfway through it and I just you're kind of fell nuts. Off. That's uh, that's a great book. You're <laughs> fucking. You're f- <laughs> shut the fuck up, Frank. <laughs> Blood, I, I was thinking of Lost Stars or whatever the other book is. No, oh. the Bloodlines book with Leia is great. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That book, you're a fucking moron. You don't like, no, you don't like Bojack Horseman, Transformers, Transformers Combiner Wars, not long enough, and Bloodline. Fuck you, (laughs) fuck you. It's so good. It's a, it's that's the Leia that I wish we would have gotten in the fucking movie. The Leia, if Carrie Fisher could have acted. Yeah, thank you. You're fucking crazy. Bloodlines is great. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn it. You're a detractor to Jesus. everything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now, uh, now we're to the Force Awakens where Kylo has the Vader mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things to consider is how Kylo ended up with the helmet in his possession. Obviously, Vader was dead before Kylo was even conceived. So it's not like he could have just picked up picked it up from the funeral pyre the next day. Yeah, they wouldn't have left that anyway. That is where the acolytes of the beyond potentially came into play. If they had tracked down Vader's lightsaber, it is very possible they would come across the location of his charred remains on the forest moon of Endor. As I stated earlier, we can't know for sure what exactly was done with the objects the acolytes collected. They may have been destroyed as intended, but there is a possibility they weren't. If they were preserved in a collection instead of being destroyed, it would mean they are either they were either collected by the leader of the Acolytes or acquired by somebody else at a later date. We know that 
by the time the Force Awakens starts, Kylo Ren is the owner of the helmet, but that does not necessarily mean he actively sought it out. What if it had been given to him by his new master, Supreme Leader Snoke? Mm. That makes sense. Snoke would see an opportunity to exploit once he recognized the fascination the young man had with his grandfather. Kylo Ren, who willingly follows the dark side, would not need to be controlled. But that does not mean Snoke wouldn't potentially seek to hold sway over his mind, assuming that Snoke knows the same dark side techniques as many previous Sith Lords and dark side users. He would be aware of the ability to force his will into onto inanimate objects. What better way to keep a level uh, a, a level of influence over Kylo than to give him an object strong in the dark side, which he will keep as close as possible? Assuming Vader's mask is used in a similar way to the one we see in the Lando comic, it's important to note the level of influence they seem to have on the people around them. In the comic, it drove people insane within moments. Vader's mask does not seem to have that type of power over Kylo Ren. I believe there are two reasons for this. Mastery over the dark side and the intent of what was trying to be accomplished. Whoever put the dark side energy into the mask from the comic book either did so carelessly or had done it with the intent to completely control or destroy whoever was influenced by it. Whatever the reason was the result that was the result was not very effective considering they all went mad and died. Mm, so a, a little bit of a lighter touch was needed. Yeah. That makes sense. If Snoke wanted to use the same technique to assert a degree of control over Kylo, he would not have to put 100% power into the object. He would do so with a little bit of, of finesse. Instead of using Vader's mask to assert complete control, Snoke could use it to keep the presence of the dark side close and almost always within the physical reach of Kylo Ren. Snoke feeds Kylo's dark side addiction without him ever being aware of it. Um, now, why is this important? We see in The Force Awakens that Kylo is conflicted. He says multiple times that he feels the pull of the light side. If he feels this pull and is unsure of this place within the Force, you can be sure that Snoke is aware of this issue as well. It might be hard to put full faith in your student if you know he is not 100% committed to the dark side. So Snoke needs to give him a subtle and hidden push. If the helmet is indeed imbued with the dark side energy, it becomes the perfect tool for Snoke to secretly continue to influence Kylo. If Vader's helmet is in fact a dark side tool, we may see it become an item of great importance in the next two films. It could lead Kylo deeper into Snoke's grip, or its true purpose of manipulation could be revealed, leading to Kylo... Ren turning against Snoke. I thought this was a really interesting article. It's very interesting, but I hope it's not true. I agree with Jake. It, uh, to offer an opinion that you likely shit on, um, yeah, I think it, I think it takes away from Kylo Ren as a character to say that it's an object that's making him do the things that he does or makes him who he is. It makes him less interesting, and also it makes the idea that like, oh, well, all they got to do is either break the hold over him or get rid of the mask and then he'll be good again. I, th I think it takes away from how badass I thought he was in The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with Frank here. I was really? basically going to say the same thing, that it's it's. I want the character to be pulled from light to dark 
because of the character and the characterization yeah, not so and sure. what he's been through and not ha- have it all rely on some heebie-jeebie helmet. I get, no, no, no. I, I don't think like the, I, I don't think that's what the, the writer is saying here. Yeah. I don't think that's that that's what that the it's helping. It's like it's slowly helping. pulling. That, that 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 he knows it's insurance. Yeah. He knows that that Kylo is tempted by the dark side. Just like Hold on, just think about it, guys. Think about it. Like, who else was influenced by the dark side? Anakin, right? Yeah. Ultimately, what happened? Well, Anakin was actually pulled from the dark side back to the light side, and that's why he saved his son. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why but, he saved Luke. This, well, you learn from history, right? Yeah. You learn from history. He's part of the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. You learn from history. What do you learn from history? You, if you, if you can't let the past repeat itself. So Snoke is looking for some insurance. I see what you're saying. I feel like, I think it could make for an interesting scene. And I'm not saying this is the way it's going to play out. <coughs> this is just what I'm saying. I think it could make for an interesting scene where this becomes a reveal that yes, the mask has somewhat of kind of like a, a pull to him. It has some sort of like uh, imbued like dark side powers in it. And Kylo's still been struggling this even before the mask was even put into play. This yeah. is just insurance. But I also think it would be interesting for Kylo to have like this relationship with the mask where he talks to the mask, mm-hmm. where it's like an object, like a prayer object that he talks to. But on the flip side, one of these times in one of these movies, maybe episode nine, mm-hmm. he is actually talking to the force ghost of his grandfather. And that you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's going to happen. That's just that just sounds like fan fiction. Like I'm I just back don't want the tropey scene of now that we've destroyed the mask, we can talk Anakin, not Anakin, um, Kylo back to the light side. Oh, I don't I want that, that either. I don't want that either. The extent of what I would, I mean, what I'd be okay with with this is kind of like what Ray experienced with the lightsabers, like because there's a little bit of an imprint left on the object. Not that it controls him or locks him into that, but just just communication with that imprint with the dark side would uh, help him. I don't know. Am I making any sense? Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> you're an idiot. No, no it's kidding. like okay, with well, no. like Ray with the lightsaber, how yeah. like she got to see glimpses of the passage. Yeah, I, I don't feel I I, I feel like that's com- something completely different. Yeah, the lightsaber is not a dark side object. Yeah, I, hold on. Okay, let me talk. Let me talk about this. Let me talk about this. It, this article ma- this article makes a great point. It talks about how like the um the objects that are affected are inanimate objects because yeah. that's unnatural and the force only exists within living beings. Well, what have we learned from the canon in these star Wars comics that there's something called force trees? Well, these tro- trees are living things. Trees are alive. Right. Um, trees have roots and they dig down into the earth and they, they're alive, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like these, these, these are force trees. And so I, I feel like this is the yin and yang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I, I feel like you've got – the force can live with inside something that's living but not something that's dead. Yeah. It's yet to be seen how many of these comic book concepts that are going to actually tr- you know, translate over I, the movie. I, I, no, 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 no. I, if you weren't going to say it, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. I was going to ask the question of like how much of this are they going to bring into the actual Star Wars universe and the cinematic films. Is this stuff going to come up 
or is it going to go over over everybody's head that has not been reading the comics? And then I can't tell you. I I think that if they are going to bring any of this stuff into the movies, Disney, the storytelling group, is going to do a great job of introducing this stuff into the series. I agree, and you won't even have to have read the comics. Exactly. Yeah, they'll be able to t- explain what it is. And if you read the comics, good. That's just more information that you have. Only thing but that unnecessary. I but I'm not saying like it's going to be a, ooh Star Wars Episode Eight was so fascinating because they introduced Sith objects, yeah, that are imbued with the dark side powers. No, ooh, I hear you. Wow. I, I hear you. The last thing we want to get into is over explaining things again, like what we did with Metaclorians. You know. I just think it's kind of like – I think it's kind of a cool story and I'm not saying that they're going to do it. I think it's kind of a cool story where like Snoke has been given in this mask that has like this power over him that kind of calls to him and shit like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? The light side of the force shows him the force ghost of actual Anakin. It's like, hey, dumbass. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want Kylo to feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's what I want. I want that scene where Kylo feels like a fucking moron for fucking talking to a dumb mask. So <laughs> you know over, what I mean? overall, does that makes sense. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. So, so Kylo, no, hold on. Kylo kind of Kylo's a dick. He killed one of my favorite characters. He killed Han Solo. Yeah, kind of a dick. Kind of a huge dick, right? Yeah. But it made him famous. You know what I mean? If anything's right. going to make you famous, it's going to be fucking Kylo Ren fucking killing Han Solo. Yeah. So he's fucking he's fucking famous right now. You're all about that vengeance. Yeah, exactly. I'm all about that vengeance. And I want him to – part of that vengeance is kind of just making him feel stupid for fucking talking to a mask. Yeah. Some of this stuff too assumes that Kylo's going to be redeemed at some point. We don't know I, that he I, will be. I, I, I believe that he will be. Oh, yeah. I, I would not bet against that. I kind of hope that he doesn't. I know it's fucked up, oh, but I just that's exciting, Frank. <laughs> what? It's just a different different no, take I, on it. I think it's I think it's a, I think it's an exciting story if they can actually find a way to redeem this character. Yeah, I'm good with the happy ending there. I don't see like they I I okay I for like okay if I were to tell you if somebody were to come up to me and be like how do you think that Star Wars will play out? Of course I don't know, but like if I if it, if I'm giving you my fan fiction. I feel like Ray has nothing to do with the Skywalker family. I feel like Ray is Ray. I feel I feel like she's powerful in the Force. Just and I don't think we're, we might not we might never figure out who her parents are. Right. We might just find out that her parents were just regular people. I don't think that she has anything to do with the Skywalker family. But Kathleen Kennedy has come out and said that yes, the saga films. Episodes seven, eight, and nine have everything to do with the Skywalker family. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is going to be a Kylo redemption story, and we're going to see it in Star Wars Episode Nine. I think that we're also going to see a romance between Kylo and Rey in Episode Nine, possibly, and that's going to be the future of the Skywalker family. Is Ray and Kylo getting it on, having some babies. And then they find out they're brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Lannisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And those kids will be fucked up. Game of Star Wars. <laughs> nice. No, I don't, that's just me. But I'm, I, I'm probably wrong. Like, you know, the, the people in the story group at Disney are way smarter than me. And that's probably not the plan that they have. But and you know the drill. Kylo's going to get way darker before he goes to the light. Absolutely. Damn, how do you get no, darker I, than killing by the on? by the end of by the end of Star Wars Episode Eight? He's still going to be evil, Kylo. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I agree with you. What you're saying, yeah. the Kathleen Kennedy thing is impossible to ignore. 
Yeah. It's about the Skywalkers. It's, the bi- it's about the Skywalkers. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm not I, saying it's not. I, so, so you just want to see Kylo as an evil character and then him be defeated. It's not, it's not so much that I want him to be defeated. It's, it's that I think that it's an interesting twist to, to have the idea, like you're saying, like Ray is Ray. She doesn't have to have ties to him. Mm-hmm. Kylo can just be evil. He could just have a bad bone in his body. Yeah, he came from people who were that good doesn't to work with, with. That does not work with what Kathleen Kennedy said. I, I see what you're saying. Like, that's what you want. You can wish in one hand and shit in the other, and see which one goes And I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to get a purely evil character in the Star Wars universe. No, well, yeah, I mean, I don't we, doubt within that. the next twenty years, I know we're getting Benicio del Toro in one of these Star Wars saga films, and we don't know what he's going to be. But he actually came out to a Spanish media outlet and said he's going to be a villain in these movies. So we know he's going to be a villain. He's going to be a villain. Yeah. In Episode Eight, don't be bad guys that. You know, you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff with Frank. Like, they'll, they'll be truly villainous Star Wars villains, I'm sure. But Star Wars has always been about kind of, like, evil characters being redeemed and things like that. And, yeah. you know, we've seen it before. And I'm not saying, like, we have to see it again. But, like, on the flip side, it's like, I I think even though he fucking killed Han Solo, I still think the character can be redeemed. Yeah, Anna, I, Anna I can, agree. Anna, that's partly the reason why they had him do that, because they sent him so far off the deep end that... People really want to see him come. Anakin back. killed younglings, yeah, and he still came back. Okay, yeah, he, he blew up Alderaan, yeah, right, yeah, and he yeah. still came back. And so, if this is, if you're saying that Ray is Ray and mm-hmm. she's not a Skywalker, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely down with that, and I'm down with that as well. Then, and if Kathleen Kennedy has come out and said this is about the Skywalker family, it can't the the lineage can't end here with Kylo. Mm. The saga films yeah, are about true. the Skywalkers. I see, what I see what you're saying. So I, you know, I'm thinking that I'm I'm th- if I if I wanted to see the story play out anyway, I, I see Ray and Kylo having a relationship somewhere along the line. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, it's not so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not so much that like I just want to see him be bad. I'm kind of just getting off on the idea of like he was bad and badass, and I like that. I like bad guys. I yeah, think he didn't really come off as bad and badass at all. He was torn. He came off as super emo and torn and not. He, he was got torn. shot in the gut by Chewie's blaster. And- Before that. Okay. He's okay. Bad and badass. He He had hissy tantrums. It, that's it, not it, bad. But badass. that was that's yeah. dark side rage. That's exactly what the dark side is. I, I disagree with you. I like and especially like uh, he he's not as skilled. He's not as skilled of a warrior with the lightsaber as he is. I think he is. You he, think he's more powerful with the force than he is as far absolutely. as like a swordsman? Yeah. My God, like the way he can like get into somebody's mind. Well, he fucking throws that blaster oh, in midair. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that was that was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that scene. God damn it, the way JJ fucking filmed that whole fucking scene. Oh, I love that scene too. Amazing. And like, yeah. I got better, uh, sound down here than what I had in the fucking theater when I saw it there. Like, as you're going by the blaster when they're hauling, uh, Poe mm-hmm. past it and he's staring at it. Yeah. You can hear it with the base of that fucking thing oh, just yeah. left to right. It's yeah. a fucking killer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm awesome. just saying, like, I don't think he's like as skilled a warrior as he is, like, with like the je- with the the dark side mind shit. Yeah, I agree. He's he's guided more by emotion than by like pure skill and talent. Right. 
Right. Like, I, I don't... But it's still, he's powerful. I, but I think he's conflicted. He's a conflicted character. You're saying, like, he's just... I. Oh, I. when I saw him in The Force Awakens, he's evil and he's badass. Yeah, that's Darth Maul. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's Darth Maul. You're like... That's like... Man, you're not even scratching the surface of the character, really. I mean, with what you're saying, because, like, I saw so much more. I felt like the character was being torn throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's what Kylo Ren, I came away just loving Kylo Ren because he was such a different bad guy than we've seen in the Star Wars movies. Right. Like, he, he wasn't, like, just a Billy badass. He still did the horrible things, though, conflicted or not. Yes, but he... He would, he would, uh, he was talking about how the light side was calling to him, Frank. He was saying, he was, he was talking to the mask. Yeah. He was telling the mask to show him the dark side again because the light side was calling to him. We've always talked, we've always only heard about the dark side calling to Luke. Mm -hmm. And we've never seen it on the flip, man. We've never seen it on the flip. And you're talking about, you're saying he was a character that was all evil. And I'm telling you, no, man. This guy was conflicted throughout the entire movie. But to me, a a bad guy never never sees themselves as the villain of their story. They always see themselves as the hero of their own story from their point of view. I see a young way- kid that doesn't I see a young kid that doesn't know what he's doing. He's just right. lashing out because of things that didn't go his way. He's not like a megalomaniac. He's not Lex Luthor or you know Doctor Doom or, or a villain like that. I still see. I still see a young guy that doesn't have everything figured out. He's a pouting kid. He's a temper tantrum throwing. I still think. I still think that he could see. I still think that he could see things in a different way and turn around with proper I meds and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I'm thinking it too. Get this kid right. No, if he was like 100% pure evil, sociopath, and just crazy, I don't think there's a redeemable. So you're saying that he's he's 100% he's evil to the core. There's no redeeming of this character. 100% badass. That's what you're saying. I think it would be cool for him not to be redeemed. Yeah, you you can you, you can think what you want, but I'm saying like from what you saw in the movie, Frank, do you think that this character, the way he was portrayed in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, do you think that there's any redeemable traits to this character, or there's are you still sticking? To are That's you what sti- makes a tragic story tragic? Uh, well, I'm just saying, are you still sticking to your original story, or do you think I probably said it wrong? I see what you're saying. There's ways he could be swayed and turned there's, around. Yeah, there's things that you saw in The Force Awakens that still made you believe that this character is having a struggle within him. Right. I guess I'm just when he's basically trying to fucking you know uh, you know uh, denounce the low light side that he feels is still pulling to him. He even doesn't even go to Snoke. Mm, does he yeah. go? Does he go to Snoke or does he go to the mask and say that the light side's pulling? It's he was the, the mask. mask. He's yeah. talking to the mask. And he's saying the light side's pulling to him to show him the dark side again. That doesn't tell me like this guy's got it all figured out. It feels like that. You know what I mean? He's conflicted. He's, he's conflicted. a conflicted character. He's not like a super villain. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. Like I, I get what you're saying too. It's like I get what you're saying, Jake. Like you don't want the mask to be like the only reason. That he's evil. And I don't think that that's it. And I, not even that. I don't want it to be, like, the thing that they smash and then they can convince him not to I, be I evil. think that's stupid, too. No, I, I still want them... I, th- I Honestly, I, I don't want them to, like, figure that out or whatever. I, I think it would just be kind of neat to just have, like, the mask in play. And I would... 
I would fucking, I would fucking die to see fucking Kylo Ren talk to Anakin. Yeah, his that'd, fucking that'd be hero. Great. That'd be great. His fucking hero. Would you want Hayden? They've hold on. They've they've gone. They've gone. No, I don't want Hayden. You know what? I don't know. I don't want Hayden. I'll just say That's it. the only way they could do it. I'm fine with it. That's the only way they could do it. Hold on. Let, let, let me throw this out there. We've seen in Rebels that they've gone into, in the Rebels, in season two, they went into a Jedi temple, and Ezra's talked to Yoda. Yeah, that's we've, true. We've seen Ezra talk to Yoda. What about if they go into, like, an old Sith temple? Something like that. or Not a Sith temple, but a, a, another Jedi temple. Yeah, you can make it happen. I mean, Luke saw Vader before he actually saw Vader in Empire Strikes Back. There's yeah. plenty of ways yeah, in Star Wars true. you can make characters, meet other characters. Yeah, like what what you want could very feasibly happen in a in a ton of different ways. And also, after I said it, like when I said I don't want Hayden, I I don't want to. I can't see how they could do it differently. Like who? What would you do? Who could you then get? They won't. They won't do it then. Then it's you it know, you'd have to see just Darth Vader in the suit. No, maybe. no, no it, uh-huh. it, he would be. He would have to be Jedi if yeah. if they're, if they're going to talk to him as far as like him being like a light, like a like a Force ghost. It would have to be. It would have to be Hayden. They'd have to age him up. CG. I don't think. That, I don't think they do. I think they want to separate themselves so much from the prequels right now that they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So yeah I, I, I don't agree. think we'll never get the scene of. Of Kylo Ren talking to Darth Vader or or Anakin, excuse me. Yeah, probably not get it. That's what I would want, though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm talking fan fiction. That like, if I could, if I could see that, like fan fiction, I would love. To, I would love. To, I want. I've been wanting to see Darth Darth Vader versus Darth Maul forever. Mm-hmm. I've want. I want that match more than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of people do. Oh hey, speaking of rebels, isn't the premiere tonight? Yeah, I've got it recording. Okay, that's what I thought yeah. I saw. It's online right now. I think you can watch it online on Disney XD. What I, cool. That's what I was told. So. Yeah, I know I got mine set to record. Yeah. All right, that's all I got for uh, Star Wars news. We're going to jump into emails and then uh, do as many emails as we can, and we'll wrap up. Email. All right, let's do it. Time for emails. Where's the email bumper thingamabobber? Mail. Leftovers of the universe. Male. Motherfucker. Ah, pop culture leftovers. So if you were, uh, yeah, if you were in the Star Wars universe, Frank, would you be? What would you be? What would you want to be? An NPC, a non-player character. <laughs> Get I, I'd be, I'd end up being a Sith. I'm way too swayed by my emotions. If I was force sensitive, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mean to be, but it would take me over. Yeah, I admit it. Where I want to be just some crazy alien chilling in the bar. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, chilling in the bar, playing space games, betting on weird shit. Mm. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. I like that. I, you know, I'd probably be... I want to be like the Han Solo type dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smuggler. Smuggler. I'd be a smuggler. Fucking A. <laughs> That'd be dope as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Get all the alien pussy. 
Let's do yeah. it. Let's go to the Star Wars universe. Let's do it. I'm ready for some <laughs> drinks and gambling. Fucking ass. Apparently, I'm ready to kill kids. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Frank will be a Billy, Sign me Billy up badass. And <laughs> that's fucked up. You're the no only, conflict to me. There'll be no redemption for Frank. <laughs> nope. It's fucked up. You're the only father here. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, first email. Still stand by it. <laughs> first email comes from Wasif. And uh, he says, Hey, Brian. I mean, <coughs> you're a coughing son of a... I was coughing earlier. Jesus. Yeah, you guys yeah. gave each other whatever you had. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do you got, Frank? I'm a little worried. Podcast cancer. <laughs> Podcast cancer. First email comes from Wasif. Uh, hey, Brian, I'm going to lay this email out professionally so my boss behind me thinks I'm actually doing work. Been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now and just want to say thanks for giving me hours of entertainment and laughs while I've been at work. By the way, you are the most 20-year-old sounding 30-year-old I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he didn't even have that right. <laughs> kind regards, Wasif. That's a nice compliment for you. What, what, what did you say, Frank? He called you a 30-year-old. We're closer to 40 than 30. I'm still in my 30s, so shut the yeah, fuck up. <laughs> Jesus, Frank, slow down. I just accept my fate. <laughs> slow down. He says I'm the most uh, 20-year-old sounding 30-year-old he's ever heard in his life. That's nice. Yeah, it's because I think I'm always ten years behind, like mentally. <laughs> like, on, like, like in my twenties, I was still a teenager. You'll be thankful for that, like in your fifties, though. Dad, no. Oh God, <laughs> Ugh, fifty. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Next email comes from Jake Johnston. Hey. Uh, titled "A Shot in My Dick Hole." Yeah, you'll have that here. Uh, guys, <laughs> just finished the first five episodes of the Combiner Wars. Fucking A, it's so nostalgic. I love the look of the show. It looks just like the show when we were kids. I can't get into a lot of the animation shows of the current era. It just doesn't look right to me. The DC animated movies are great to watch, but I love to watch old cartoons like Super Friends, Silver Hawks, etc. Thanks for another great recommendation, and keep up the good work. Jake Johnson. He doesn't mention anything about the. I'm trying to. Read I was, I I was waiting for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm. I'm. Hold on. Let me keep reading. <laughs> nothing. He mentions nothing about the length of the show and how it affects the story. P.S. They were too short. No. There's nothing. <laughs> Jesus. I. You know what, Frank? I don't think it was a problem for this guy. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't think that Jake had a problem with this at all. No. Doesn't sound. It's kind, like of, it. it's kind of fucked up that you're the only asshole. <laughs> wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Isn't it weird that you're a fucking dick? <laughs> <laughs> the, that I have opinions that nobody else shares? I mean, that is yeah, so weird. I'm used to that. It does not bother me at all. Wow. <laughs> that is so weird. Next email comes from Finn Dietz Creek. Ah, Finn. Holy cow, I'm sorry to email a second time, but I can't stand that talking about how great Freaks and Geeks is. This show is fantastic. Thank you, Brian, for calling me out to watch this. Because if you didn't, I would miss out on a great show. Have a great week, guys. So thank no, thank you, Finn. Oh, you turned Finn on to the old freaks and geeks. Yes, good, I did. Good for you. It's a great fucking show. Yeah, good for it's you. It's a great fucking show. I'm going to throw this out there. Like You got shows like the Goldbergs right now on fucking ABC. Yeah. They're going into their fourth season. It was cute for the first two. And this fucking show, it's so formulaic, and it's the same fucking thing every week. I hate sitcoms like that. That's why I can't get into sitcoms. Fucking Freaks and Geeks was something fucking new, something inventive, something amazing. Launched a bunch of careers. Yeah, launched a ton of careers. Paul Feig, 
Judd Apatow, yeah. fucking Franco, Seth Rogen, Linda Cardellini, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Franco, right? Franco, yeah, yeah. I said Franco. Oh, yeah. Fucking Busy Phillips. I mean, she went on to do that fucking Cougar show and all that other bullshit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a great show, and it gets canceled after one season. Fuck you, NBC. <laughs> At Fat Murdick on Twitter sends... Uh, he said, yeah, he said this on Twitter. He said, saludos, compadres... Just finished watching 500 Days of Summer, Juno, and Tallulah. Can you guys recommend any more cool indie movies that have a similar vibe to these? Love your show ever since you guys started serving it gluten-free. Love, Double D, at Fat Murdick. I miss the glutes. The old glutes. Yeah, I miss them. I miss them. I'm going to get back on them. As far as uh, any of those movies, I got some. But you guys have any? Uh, I'm thinking. Let's hear what you got. Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah. That's a great... I wasn't thinking of that as an indie film, but yeah, it's a great movie. And it is thematically like those other movies. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's a great one, too. Swingers. Yeah, there you go. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. You got them all. Bam. Jesus. Shove that in your goddamn dick hole, you <laughs> son of a fuck. <laughs> Bring a tissue. Don't you love it when... You know, <laughs> <laughs> What the I, fuck? What the fuck is wrong with me, Frank? I don't know. I just get happy when you yell at somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get back to you, Frank. Ah, uh, yeah. It always comes uh, back around like a boomerang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm never safe. No, just Frank. You know, I, I I love you. I think you're a great guy. I just feel like a lot of the times you say some ignorant fucking shit. <laughs> 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 I, I, even if it's an unpopular opinion, I gotta call it like I see it. Brian, I can't praise this show enough. I think it's fantastic. Just needs to be longer. God damn it! Read another fucking story, you son of a bitch. God damn you! I love Transformers. I love Combiner Wars. You're a detractor. <laughs> Danny Doherty sends an email. Hey, leftovers, been listening to you guys since your Force Awakens episode, and haven't missed an episode since. I can't tell you how many times your podcast has made me feel better after a hard day. I don't think I've ever laughed harder than when I was listening to episode 152. Definitely my favorite episode from you guys. Even though Brian said it was one of the worst at several points during the podcast. The show is just... No, this is the worst episode. <laughs> you always say that. What, what no. was 152? I don't remember. Me either. <laughs> this is the worst. Look at you guys. Like, you're like you're rocking. Frank, you're late. God damn it. You're like, you're almost like one. You're almost like one with that couch. Like, like I don't know where the couch starts and you begin. And you, and you end. Pour it in. It's like you just become part of it. I can only sit up so long recording it, Frank. It's killer on me. Jesus Christ, you guys are just so laid back. I'll bring a folding chair next week. God damn I can it. make you less comfortable if you'd like. I'm going to make you fucking stand next week. All right, let's do it. Do it in the corner, Blair Witch. Got a qu- uh, he says, uh, this show is the best. Uh, I got a quick qu- question for you guys. I've been listening to quite a few of your old episodes, and at one point Brian mentioned you guys doing a list of your top 20 films of all time. I was curious if you remember if you, if you remember ever actually going through those lists on the show. 
no need to point out a specific episode, as I'm sure it would be tough to remember exactly which episode that was. He knows me too well. <laughs> it never uh, happened. Yeah. If you haven't, I, no, it, like, I, I'd be like, I don't know. We do so many of these damn episodes. I don't know which one we talked about. How, how do you think? You know, I go off on one oh, yeah. of my fucking rants and shit like I do. He stopped you. Yeah, he stopped me. He fucking <laughs> stopped me cold in my tracks. Uh, if you haven't, I would love to hear those lists sometimes if you are ever interested in doing something like that. He's so polite because, God damn it. Yeah. They, like, know how to defuse me. Nice. They nice. know how to defuse me now. I need tips. <laughs> they, no, no. You, no, Frank. Nothing you, are, you can do. There's nothing. You are my trigger. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we, I mean. We I, talked about it. Yeah. We're going to do it one day. Brian made an incredible bumper that we have to use at some point for Yes. It. Yes. So, yes. oh, that bumper was astounding. The bumper is great. I have a top 20 list bumper. Uh, that You know what I was thinking about doing? Because it's like we, we have these shows. They go on for so long. And by the time that the end of the night's over, we're just like, oh, God, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. After, you know, reading these emails and shit. I'm thinking like one of these weeks, like, you know, like uh, when we do have time, we could get together and like do five of them. Yeah. And then, like, the next week, do another five. Or the, the next week after that, do another five. And then just compile it all into one, like, bonus episode. And we can take a week off. Oh. <laughs> I can just, oh, that be bitching. I can just throw it out. They yeah. get something and then. Yeah. Wow, that's a great go. idea. That is a yeah. good idea. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's do that. One of these, yeah, we haven't done it yet, Danny, so don't worry about it. You didn't miss it. Uh, man, Danny the Diffuser. I'm going to call Danny Doherty the Diffuser. Danny the Diffuser. Danny Jesus the Christ. Diffuser. Like Frank he, the Detractor. No, he's listening to He's been listening just since the – I'm impressed by this guy. He's only been listening since, like, The Force Awakens. He did say he backlogged a bit. He he did backlog. But, like, he's got – no, he's done his fucking research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he's diffused me. Like, every fucking thing that I would go off on him for – he diffused me. Yeah. This guy, he's fucking done his fucking research. <laughs> I think if you tried hard enough, you could find a way to be unfused. Let's find guy. out. No, he's got more. He's uh, got He's got uh, more. Okay. Let's see if this guy can piss me off. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, here we go. Uh, gonna finish off with this quick F. Mary kill for you guys. No. Suicide Squad edition. Harley Quinn, June Moon, and Katana. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, this is definitely my favorite podcast. Keep up the great work, Danny. So uh, he wants to know, uh, F. Mary Kill, Harley Quinn, June Moon, Katana. Hmm. hmm. I got to fuck Harley. I got to fuck Harley. <laughs> which which version of June Moon? <laughs> huh? Could it be an enchantress version of June Moon? <laughs> which version? Oh, you want to fuck fucking... Uh, <laughs> The, the ring version? Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, dude, if that's what you want, that's what you get. Yeah, that's, that's what Someone I want. tells me that's the route that's Jane would I, take, too. That's what I want. I'm going to do Enchantress. Okay. Fucking Enchantress. So I'm you're gonna... fucking Enchantress. You're fucking, you're fucking, uh, fucking creepy ring bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm marrying Harley. And Ooh. I, yeah, I That'd know. That'd be a rough relationship. I know. <laughs> and, and I'm good. I'm sure she'll be out most of the time. Won't bother me. So, and I'm going to kill. Harley at home. I'm going to kill Katana. Because she shows up way too late into the into the whole thing, and I don't need her anymore. Yeah, she, she can she, she can she can join her ex husband in that goddamn sword. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can hang out in that sword. I'd have exactly. to kill her too because I would be worried she'd chop my dick off. So, mm. kill her, marry June Moon, and I gotta fuck Harley. Yeah, I'm I'm banging the fuck out of Harley too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking the shit out of Harley. I'll uh. 
I'll marry uh, June Moon, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Katana. Right. She can spend eternity with her, <laughs> with her fucking husband. And that well, we all agree on that. Yeah. yeah, fucking kill that bitch. <laughs> all right, next one comes from uh, Jacob Harmon. Jacob Harmon says, uh, "Hey guys, hope all is well." Um, I haven't sent any emails in a while since, you know, you asked the Army not to, and I can actually go a few weeks without having to get my thoughts to you guys. <laughs> He's trying to be a little diffuser, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Anyway. And uh, put himself on a pedestal above yeah, others. Yeah, Soapbox Harmon. Yeah. Uh, any- <laughs> you get a name and you get a name. <laughs> anyway, the first thing I want to say is how amazing the Army is. I got to meet Greg Alenti at a local con a few weekends ago, and it was a great experience that never would have happened had it not been for your show and the awesome community you have created. I bet they got along good. No, they got in a fight in the parking lot, Jake. You oh, man. <laughs> really? You didn't see Who that? Who won? Who won? I bet Harmon. Harmon's beard probably Shit's won. on fucking YouTube, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> shit's on YouTube. Like, fucking... No, dude. Fucking Greg Alenti fucking went dirty and shit. Oh. He fucking, no, dude. He grabbed... You have to against Harmon, He though. fucking grabbed the beard. <laughs> yeah. Pulled his head down and fucking bashed a bottle over his head. <laughs> oh, shit. This yeah. French fiction took Show's a dark crazy. turn. crazy. <laughs> fucking... He's fucking... There's no redemption for Greg Alenti. <laughs> There's, it's fucked up. Bare knuckle boxing between PCL leftover army members. Wow, it's we brought people crazy. together, all right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. No, it is kind of it's cool, man. I actually saw the picture. Did you guys see the picture? I saw the picture. Yeah, too. I saw the one. They were, looked like they were cute. <laughs> he said he looked like a creeper. Guys, we, we brought them together. It's adorable. We did it. It's adorable. No, guys, we did it. We I brought know. them together. I ship it. I think about it before I go to bed every night. I didn't, yeah. The Harmon. <laughs> Greg combination. Jake's like, man, thinking about this is not working. I'm going to rub one yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. Full circle. Yeah, that was a callback. Frank didn't get it, but anyway. <laughs> God, finally somebody got something I said. <laughs> Better than my Deathstroke rising joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine wine. Got I, no. Like, <laughs> I, 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 my, my God, I should be ashamed for that joke. <laughs> it sounded like way better in my head. And then like when it came out, I was like, oh God, it's out there. Right. <laughs> and then you explained it to us. <laughs> and we're like, oh. I was like, God damn it. Why, why is Danny the diffuser not here to help me? <laughs> he wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> He's so good at this kind of thing. Uh, he said, I did want to share my thoughts on two things. First, the novelization of the Suicide Squad. I'm not sure if it's canon like the Force Awakens novel is, uh, but it's worth a read. There's some very different scenes and some backstory you didn't see in the film. It starts off with June Moon being Laura Croft going through the jungle with two of her guide friends to find a cave. The guides won't go past a certain point since the cave is a spirit is, is of spiritual importance you find out that the enchantress had been calling to june for months and that the two's destinies had been intertwined for centuries another big thing the book covers is that harleen helped make the joker who he is when he, uh, he was her patient she gave him electroshock therapy and he says that her treatment erased the last part of his sanity Hmm. That would make sense with the fucking scene that we saw him giving it to her in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that Because that scene made no sense in the film. Yeah, and I tell you what, I'm not reading the book to make any sense out of it. <laughs> 
Harley helped make the Joker, and the Joker made Harley. It's an interesting take on the characters. No, if they would have just fucking put that in the movie, they could have solved it for everybody. <laughs> I think deleted scenes is the whole problem with a lot of these DC films. Finally, when Batman goes to apprehend Deadshot, he waits until Deadshot's daughter was picked up by her mom. That scene played out in the way that Batman would have done it, in my opinion. Not the movie version where he uses the kid as leverage. The other thing I wanted to mention is a documentary on Netflix called Unbranded. It's about the wild horse population in the U.S. and four recent college grads who adopt ten horses and ride from Mexico to Canada, only riding in backcountry. Truly beautiful shots of our country's wilderness filled with a non-biased view on the overpopulation issues faced with wild horses. It's a Tupperware, but if you can't handle one of those horses not surviving the trip, you might want to pass on this one. Ooh, spoilers. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wasn't even aware that horse overpopulation was a thing. Now you do. The more you know. Thanks for the PSA, buddy. Jesus. Unbranded. That sounds interesting. Okay, guys, that's it. Take care and thanks for everything. Your loyal listener, Jake Harmon. Yep, thanks, Jake. Good email. Jacob Harmon, can you see him on a horse? Yo, God. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah. Fucking looking like Teddy Roosevelt. I always shit. see him on a horse when I think about him. I want to see Jacob Harmon be a. Imagine him fucking uh, Teddy Roosevelt cosplay. Mm. Oh, that'd be fucking great, dude. You bet your fucking ass it would be. Harmon, next time you got to go get some new glasses, dude. Get those little round ones that he had. Do it, fucking. That there awesome. you go. Oh, man. Yeah, because, you know, you, fucking Teddy Roosevelt was fucking pulling in all the poon. <laughs> That'll really play at PrezCon next year. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, Harmon. You're going to be getting tons of ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, every time. No, like, every time, like, uh, my ex-girlfriend, every time I caught her masturbating in bed, I was like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing over there? And she had pictures of Teddy Roosevelt. Just, no, just, just t- pictures of Teddy Roosevelt just strolling throughout the fucking bed. Wow. It's an embarrassing moment for me. <laughs> so, jeez. <laughs> Frank. You brought Frank I with brought the Teddy Frank. Roosevelt. Yeah. It's <laughs> all No, yeah. <laughs> oh, crying. <laughs> there you go, Harmon. You're going to be pulling down all the phones. <laughs> I broke Frank bad. (laughs) Next email comes from uh, Junkerman72. Junkerman. Junkerman72. Hey, 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 what the hell? Junkerman. I remember him from Mega Man 7. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey. First, you guys. <coughs> sorry. Hey, first, you guys are still the greatest for sure. First email here. Uh, still not watched Star Wars movies, but I have listened to the audio book, and it was a Tupperware all the way, and I'm still listening through it for, uh, through the second time now. I will make time for the movies at some point. You guys are talking about. Re- I have time for the 20 hour audiobook <laughs> a second time, uh, but I gotta make time for this two hour movie. 
I'll find the time to squeeze it in sometime between the fifth and sixth listening to the audiobook presentation. This is actually fascinating, though, right? Yeah, it's crazy. A little bit? Yeah. yeah. This guy has, like, not watched the Star Wars movies, but he's, like, fucking listened to the audio. He's read the books, the novels. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, didn't he, didn't he tell us about this in the past? Like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I remember this. You guys were talking about uh, reboots uh, one to two episodes back, and one of my favorites is The Final Countdown. Never heard you guys mention it, uh, which either means you think it's a toss-it or haven't s- or haven't seen it. Uh, best regards, Corey, a.k.a. Junkerman72. I don't even know what he's talking about. I know the song. I know, yeah, by, yeah, by Europe. Yeah. <laughs> it's The Final Countdown. Did they remake that song? It's a reboot of that song. Yeah, Metallica wow. reboot songs all the time. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? Why not Europe? Yeah, let's do it. I don't know. I uh, I've never seen the final countdown. Yeah, I mean, neither. I mean, not that I don't know about the original. I don't know about the remake. Uh, yeah, I toss it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and hey, dude, dude, Corey, get around to watching the Star Wars movies. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Yeah, stop listening to the audiobook for the second time. Get yeah. you some awesome watch visuals. Movie. And don't, hey, if you're going to watch the movies, watch episode four first. Yes. Four, five, six, and then watch the prequels. Don't fucking start with episode one first. Oh, that's the worst. Guys, next email comes from Colton from Florida. It's titled Jake's the Man. Okay. Nice. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I like it. I got, a, I got an erection already. <laughs> I thought I saw a get pitched. <laughs> he says, uh, what's up, guys? Uh, found your show from Nerd Porn. I'm friends with Aaron Claude Miller, and I have a question or idea I don't think anybody's addressed yet. You guys talk a lot about how Marvel villains suck and they shouldn't be killing them off in every movie. But do you ever wonder if Marvel has an endgame in sight? I don't read comics, so I'm not sure how exactly they end the universe to start a new one. But could you see this happening? How long can these actors continue playing these characters anyway? If they end the universe, they can't recast, tell different... If they end the universe, they can recast, tell different stories, start a whole new MCU 2.0. What do you think, Colton from Florida? They can recast as much as they want. Look at Spider-Man. I I think eventually that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. I mean, because they're they're just going to run dry eventually. Like, there's not enough. Like, eventually they're going to want to do Captain America and Iron Man again and characters like that, you know, Spider-Man again. In the movie world, you're not going to go longer than maybe 20 years max before you're going to need to reboot this stuff Mm because you're just going to run out of people. Yeah, but does that mean just in the meantime that they just kill off every fucking amazing villain? that that Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, all these villains are amazing. I'm not saying, like... But I'm saying... I'm not saying... That they're all amazing, but they could be. It does suck that like you can't, we can't do Red Skull again until we reboot the universe and stuff like that. Well, I technically it could. Yeah. Malekith could have been a great villain. Yeah, I mean, like the Jason Aaron run with Malekith <coughs> yeah. was amazing. Okay, Malekith can be a great villain. You know, like eh, I, it just kind of sucks that like I don't know that they are killing off a lot of villains like. You know, like Red Skull could still come back, mm-hmm. but we, yeah, I don't know. I don't He's know. He's like what the only one. Yeah. Zemo I, dead. Ultron gone. Zemo's not dead. What do you What do you think the li- What do you think the life oh, that's is? Right, that's right, what do you that's think right, the right. life is of this universe? Do you think that they're going to keep like? Do you think that they're going to keep going? I think twenty years is twenty oh, more years. Twenty altogether. Twenty total. Yes. Okay. So we got maybe like twelve years left. Yes, that's what I predict. Okay. 
for a total reboot. I can see that. RDJ would definitely be too old by that time. 12 years from now. Yeah. To do Iron Man anymore. Yeah, I think uh, probably not even that long. Probably probably more like 15 altogether. Like eight yeah. more eight more years maybe. I don't know. I just I feel like re- eventually I mean, I don't think they'd want to do that, though. If they're making these giant fucking numbers still, they want to just keep that train rolling. I'd be willing to bet you'd see it like piecemeal. They do a character here, a character there, swap them in and out. <laughs> yeah, As opposed to like a whole universe reboot. Yeah, you could always do another timeline. I mean, Marvel's done it within the comics with the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. Where you can have both things going concurrent. I think that... I, I honestly think that, like, they'll... We'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll, I think this universe will run its course. Yeah, I do too. And I think you're going to have like uh, an announcement from Kevin Feige saying like he's leaving. Once Kevin, Kevin Feige is going to be like Phil Jackson. Yeah. And F- Phil Jackson leaving the Bulls, and he's going to be like, "All right, this last movie, it's going to be Avengers." You know. Avengers. Oh yeah, one final giant blowout movie to fucking spike those numbers. Avengers Seven. It's going to be the Last Dance. Yeah. Avengers 7, and it's the culmination of everything they've ever done. Yeah. Everything. I agree. That would everything. Be cool. Like, like even at this point, they're just like, fuck it, let's throw these fucking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and fucking Netflix characters. Punisher's going to show up. <laughs> Giant-ass money blowout. And it'll yeah. just be, it'll be everything that we've always ever wanted to see. And they'll just, it'll blow up. And I think it'll just be like Kevin Feige and Marvel's Last Dance, Robert Downey Jr.'s last film. I agree. That'll and, happen, and it it and it'll be it'll be amazing. And then the, then they'll take like a two to three year break, and then come back um, and start announcing like you know who's going to be the next Iron Man, who's going to be you know the next whatever. But uh, we'll see but, that in our lifetime. But that'll be and that I, I think that'll be the goal. I think that'll be the end of the golden age of comic book films. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean. I yeah. think that that'll be the end of it. And then we'll see what 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 Marvel Studios can do after that. I I don't think they'll ever be able to recreate what they have now. It's ever. interesting to hear you say that because I remember even like a year or two ago, people were emailing in asking you like if this will ever die down. And you're like, no, I'll never. Oh, we're not saying that. superhero. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't know what conversation you just heard, Frank. I'm talking about the end of this just phase one of the story. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. I don't know what. You maybe you need to take another five hour energy drink because <laughs> I don't know what you just heard coming out of my mouth because you totally misconstrued everything. Yeah, I get what you're saying. We, we're Thank talking you. about the end of the storyline. Yeah, not the popularity. Not of, the popularity of, of Marvel. Movies. I was confused. Sorry. Yeah, try to call me out on something. That it'll be a storyline. that I wasn't it, calling it, you out. Yeah, you no, 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 Brian, this is really weird because I remember you in the past saying that you didn't see that comic book movies were going to be slowing down. Maybe I should listen more, Brian, because I don't think that's what you're saying to begin with. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should fucking listen. Maybe you should listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Interesting conversation, though. <laughs> talking about when that's all going to come to a head. Yeah. Wow, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that helmet again. Got a, got an email here from Francisco Grado. Okay. This is the best email I'm ever going to read. I love you, Brian. You are the man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Thank you, Francisco. <laughs> love you too, man. 
Yeah, yeah, that was from Francisco Grata from Los Angeles. Thank you, sir. What? What? Okay, if you had to guess, if you had to guess, mm-hmm. which state in the United States? We already went over the countries. We know the United States is number one. Yes. Of course, that makes sense. Which state in the U.S. gives us the most downloads? I don't know. I don't know. The easy answer would be Illinois, but let's say California. California is number one. Oh, nice. Nice. What's number two? Florida. Texas. New York. New York. Really? Number three. Wow. Give me number three. Uh, number three, number three. I'm over two, so I have no idea. Uh, what state? I don't know on this one. It's not Texas. No. Is it Illinois? It's Illinois. Okay. It's Illinois. It's crazy. We're an Illinois-based podcast, but like, dude, like California fucking downloads our fucking episodes like crazy. Wow, we're <laughs> All super of- hip. All of our fucking downloads come out of California. All those Californian girls can't get enough of the pop culture leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Next email comes from Daniel Griffin. Uh, Hi, Brian, Jay, and Jake. Love the show and appreciate all the work you put into it each week. Uh, He's talking, this is an older episode, but he says, Last week's discussion on Hannah led me to write you today. Not so much about the movie, which is great but about the confusion on how to watch it. In addition to all the streaming services and stores, I just wanted to add libraries to the list of places to check. If you live near a university that allows public access or have a halfway decent public library system, you're likely to find what you are looking for across media types. For example, Jake's local library system has 19 copies of Anna. Uh, anyway, keep up the great work and keep offering up great media recommendations. I had never read Blankets before, and I am glad I have now. All best, all the best, Daniel. Um, Thanks, Daniel. Totally. I, I, you know, that's one of those things. Like, you, I talk about like where we can watch things and like if it's streaming or not, and blah blah blah. A lot of public libraries have a lot of fucking uh, DVD and Blu-ray selections. Hmm. So yeah, I never think about doing that. Yeah, to- I, I need. I go to my library every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, every once in a while, I need to print something. I don't have yeah. a printer at home, so I go to the library just to print it. They charge me like fifteen cents a page, but I, I should actually go through there. I, I need to see if like what what does my library have as far as like graphic novels? Yeah, find some hidden gems. Well, yeah, have, do I don't even know if my library has a graphic novel section. Yeah, hmm. if they do. Why haven't I visited it? Number two, what kind of movies do they have there? Yeah, so, worth checking if you're going there already, especially. Yeah, if I'm printing out fucking shit at the fucking library, I need to check these things out. So, yeah, great, great fucking email, Daniel. Thank you. Next email comes from Matt Kirby. Um, let's see here. How many emails do I have left? Not a lot. But we're going to end it with Matt Kirby. All right. All right. Let's do it. We're going to end. We'll, finish, we'll get the rest of them next week. Matt Kirby says, hi, Brian, Jake, Jay, and whoever else is on duty this week. I thought I'd drop you an email with a few quick reviews of films I have seen recently. First, The Legend of Tarzan. Toss it. Bad story, terrible CGI, and a waste of Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. This movie made money in the theater. Yeah, that's what you were saying. That is nuts. It made money in the theater. I don't think any of us saw it, did we? I didn't see it. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, I will watch it when it comes out eventually. Yeah, me too. But um, yeah, I'm not hearing great things. It was uh, it was rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, number two, The Huntsman. 
Winter War. Toss it, say no more. Oof, why'd you even watch that, Matt? Uh, third, John Wick. Dude, you are late to the party on John Wick, sir. <laughs> late to the party, but he says Tupperware. Better late than never. Better late than never with John Wick. Tupperware, love this movie. Possibly the best performance, Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, that's a that's a fair statement. Fair statement. Um, yeah, John Wick 2. It is happening. Yeah. yeah, I heard that. And the directors have promised uh, twice as much action as in the first movie. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, like, just... I, you know, I don't have to have. It wasn't price. just the action the that made story. John Wick such a great movie. It was yeah. the story, right? Yeah. You yeah. don't have you don't have to promise me more action. That's not what I want out of a John Wick. No, movie. I want a gripping reason to have the action. Boom. Yeah. So, Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give me all flash and no substance. Yep. Yep. I'm worried about John Wick too. Number four, X Men Apocalypse. Toss it. In fact, the lowest of tossits. This is my nomination for the worst comic book movie of the year. And with the shit that DC has thrown at the toilet wall this year, that's saying something. Yeah, this was not worse than Suicide Squad. I don't think it was worse than Suicide Squad. No, that's no. what I'm saying. No way. Yeah. Uh, five, Captain America Civil War, highest of Tupperwares. Almost a perfect comic book movie. And the airport scene was just glorious. Yeah, it was glorious. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I was also lucky enough to go and see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Is it cursed or cursed? Ooh, good question. I th- I don't know. I really don't. You know what I mean? I think it might be cursed. Can you say? You know what? I, you know what? Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, or Harry Potter and the Cursed, and the cursed Child. child. I think it's cursed, cursed Child. <laughs> cursed Child, Frank. Cursed Child. <laughs> That's the difference between a character who can be redeemed and one who's just out and out an Boom. asshole. You, you got it. <laughs> I got it. Finally, <laughs> I'm that asshole. <laughs> I, there's no redemption. <laughs> You're cursed. The cursed I will never change. He is the cursed showrunner. <laughs> the cursed showrunner. <laughs> cursed child or cursed child? Cursed. Have you like okay? Depends. On, I don't know anything about the story, so I don't know what it would be. Yeah. Yeah, that's wrong. Just all the too. way you say the title. That's all I'm trying to figure out. Uh, anyway, he said uh, he's lucky enough to go see Harry Potter. I'm going to call it the cursed child. I like it. I think it sounds sophisticated. I do too. Little fuck baby. <laughs> so first to kid. Yeah, fuck baby. What are you talking about? It, the cursed child, if it's out and out evil. Little fucking asshole. Okay. Ne- never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. It was uh, my turn for a joke that nobody got. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't even explain that. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, the cursed child. He saw it in London with his, uh, he says, with my lovely wife. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I have to give this a high taste. Uh, the acting was superb. The set design was beautiful and really bought the and really bought the look brought the look of the Harry Potter universe to life. Also, the technical feats they accomplished on stage were incredible, from uh, dementors flying over the audience uh, to using polyjuice potion on stage and having one character become a completely different one right before your eyes. Amazing. However, the reason for the high taste it. Is the story? I won't go into spoilers, but it is a, it is unoriginal and not dissimilar to the, a very famous comic featuring a red streak. And if and it barely filled the five hour thirty minutes runtime of both plays combined. Uh, I would still recommend anyone who likes the Potter universe to go see this if they ever get the chance. I know it's not in the states at the moment, but I believe it is headed over there at some point in the future. Um, 
I kind of know about the story, and I'm sure Jake does. Yeah, I know a bit about it. Uh, Joe on Second Rate Superfans, he talked about it on our last episode, mm-hmm. kind of told me about the story. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I haven't even read it. I've he heard it read about. it. Yeah. He read it. And spoilers, mm-hmm. time travel. Yeah. And it sounds awful. <laughs> it sounds really bad. Um, yeah, it sounds like they wanted to make a popular play. And they didn't really care about like, it's the Potter lore. What I'm hearing here that I really like is yeah. the spectacle. Yeah, exactly. It, like, when, like when he said de- when you're in the play and you're watching Dementors fly overhead. Yeah. Oh, my God. And seeing the Polyjuice Potion actually work in front of your yes. eyes. It's, yes. It sounds like they wrote it for the spectacle yeah. and not so much to write a super solid story. Yeah. It's unfortunate, though. You want to use time travel so you can include all the big, important spectacle things you want to show people when they see Harry Potter on Broadway. Yeah. I think so. that's kind of the thing, though, is because ever since they the first s- announced it, they've been telling everybody it is a screenplay. Yeah. It's meant to be watched on stage, not really read like a book. Um. The I guess like what Joe was saying, like the sto- the whole story here is like it's Harry Potter's son, mm-hmm. and they he goes back in time to save Cedric Diggory from dying. Yeah. Huh. So I'm only mildly interested about in that. <laughs> yeah, we kind of wanted to see more of what the Harry Potter and Ron and Hermione were up to, and not Albus's time traveling adventures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got you got you got Albus's Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's son. <laughs> we gotta go back. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, I'm I'm done reading emails. This episode fucking sucked. Yeah, um, fuck it. Fuck it. Whatever. This is what you're getting. I'm throwing my mic. This is what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go very far. <laughs> All right, hey guys, we're gonna come back next week. We're gonna talk about some Luke Cage. Yeah, for sure. I'll watch at least half an episode, dude. Are you still <laughs> are you still gonna fucking wear, be wearing that fucking chain and shit? Uh, at least at least through then. <laughs> All right, and he's, gonna, he's gonna pity the fool. Yeah, all right. At guys. least through then. At least through then, guys. And just like all good leftovers saying, they're doggy bags. Thank you for your patronage, and thanks for. I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> That's what. That, honestly, I don't know why. I, I. God damn it! I don't know why you stuck with us. They're sick in the head. Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Give us thanks, more money on I Patreon. Guess. Yeah. Send us, send us some more money so we can keep pumping out bullshit. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, clean, erase it, let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is 